Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your questions about YouTube. But look, if you are watching this on the replay, I do wanna let you know that we add timestamps down in the description to this so that as you're coming in on the replay, if you are like, hey, I wonder what they talked about during the stream, you can jump down, check out the timestamps and see exactly what we talked about. And you can jump to the part of the stream that matters the most to you. I also wanna let you know that this stream for everybody that is here, of course, and everybody that's watching on the replay, the stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy. TubeBuddy is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you A-B test your thumbnails. It'll help you you manage your channel in terms of a bunch of different features that can help you with that. Um, TubeBuddy can help you in a ton of different ways, but it's a tool for YouTube content creators. You can check that out at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. Of course, there's a link to that down in the description below. In addition to that, uh, this stream is co-brought to you by StreamYard. StreamYard is the live streaming platform that I use to stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason that I use StreamYard is because it's super easy. They do all the hosting in the cloud. So if the stream goes down here, then I have a little bit of time, about 10 minutes, that I can come back into the stream, which is great. They make it easy to bring guests on and a whole bunch of other great features like adding graphics and adding banners to the bottom and all kinds of really cool things like that. But you can Try that out for yourself at StreamYard.com, or of course, there's a link to that down in the description as well. So for those of you that are here, those of you that hang out here uh, on a regular basis, <laughs> so uh, I am experimenting right now, or getting ready to experiment here in just a few minutes with uh, YouTube's vertical live streaming going right into the short shelf. So I'm trying to be clever, trying to make everything look good and all of that, and I'm not sure how it's going to work out because it seems like as soon as I did that, it popped up a notification, which Doug said that he thinks he sent people to that one instead of this one, and um, I'm getting ready to hit the go live on that particular one, and really, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if like YouTube's going to be recommending both of them, and it's going to be confusing for everybody. Like I have no idea what is, uh, what's getting ready to happen here, but we're going we're gonna to do it anyway. And um, I'm going to go ahead and just hit the button right now, and we're just going to see if it uh, connects through and um, and just see how all of this goes. So I've got two chats here, you know, right in front of me. So I've got one for the vertical stream, one for the other one. So at least I'll be able to send people, you know, in the right direction as they are, you know, as they're coming around. But I'm really not exactly sure how this is, how it's going to go. So I hit the start streaming button, and it looks like it is not starting the stream. Yeah, it's not. It's not starting the uh, vertical stream. Interesting. Okay, so I'm just going to delete that puppy and uh, and we'll do the rest. But since uh, since this is not going through, one thing that we are going to do is I'm just going to hit stop streaming on that since that's clearly not working. And if you just hang tight with me here for just a second while I go into the creator studio, I'm just going to delete that out so it doesn't get recommended or anything like that because that's definitely not where we want people going to. And then I'm just going to hit the button on my phone and do it, uh, do it the old school way here. So with all of that being said, I hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Hope you are ready to learn about YouTube today. Hope you are ready to take some notes as we answer the questions. Um, I do want to let you know if you do have a question about anything it is that you are doing on YouTube there is a form down in the description of this live stream right now where you can get your questions down there. Right now, we don't have hardly any questions at all. So if you do get your question down there, I'm going to drop it in the chat too. If you do get your question down there, then um, we'll get it answered on the stream here uh, today. So I just put it in the chat here.
So Tom Nash, what's up, my man? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Says, what happened to Magic uh, Bullet by Red Giant? It became unusable, giving me three-hour render times on Mad, uh, MacBook Pro. I stopped using it a while back um, when it comes to Magic Bullet. Um, you know, with how good Premiere is these days, you know, just dialing in the color and everything, like, it's it's just easy to do these days. So because of that, you know, I don't use it anymore. Amazing kind of secret weapon before, you know, before that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I do not use that anymore at this moment in time. So I'm not really sure what, I don't really know what's going down, uh, what's going down or what's going on over there in the uh, red, <laughs> the, uh, the, the magic bullet camp. So let me see here really quick. So I'm getting this going. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to experiment with this like real time because we're supposed to be fine for multicasting. And um, I'm just wanting to make sure that we can multicast and that we can get everything out here so that when I make a video about how to do this so that I can make sure that I have everything lined up so that everybody knows you know what to do and all that good stuff including myself as we are sitting here working all of this stuff out magic flying potato what's going on hope that you are doing fantastic my man uh Doug Houston in the house Tim Tech Wiz what's going on hope that you're doing great welcome to the stream today and we're just going we're just doing mobile version i'm just gonna hit go live here so yeah so now we're going mobile directly into the stream and i'm just doing it i'm just doing it for my phone and um, i'm not sure how this is going to show up on the channel or if it's going to show up on the channel at all hopefully notifications don't go out for this and they are and it looks like uh even though i'm live here it's also putting that one as an upcoming stream i don't know what's going on with the live streaming thing so here we go let's go ahead and get into the questions so we're taking way too much time on this so um, if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, there is a form down in the description where you can put your questions in there right now. They're starting to come in. So if you want your question answered, make sure that you get it in there um, ASAP so we can get it answered on the stream today. Um, I have this going out. I mean, it looks like I'm live, but I really don't know. Uh, Philip Barry, what's going on? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Uh, so we are live, um, it looks like, over here in the shorts feed as well so as we test that whole thing we're going to be able to do that while we're here live as well um and it looks like we are live on both on the channel so if you want to see what this looks like in the shorts feed on a mobile device then um then you can just hit the channel real quick and check that out if you want to preview it if you are somebody that live streams and you're considering um you know going live into the short shelf while you are live streaming normally and another thing I'm going to do here, just so I can make sure that I get everybody taken care of, is I'm also going to drop the chat in here as well so that I can see this. Yeah, so technically I'm supposed to be in the shorts feed. I don't know if I am, but, uh, but I'm supposed to be. <laughs> All right, so the very first question as we get into the content today, and um, another just quick reminder, this stream today, because um, I breezed through that really quick while I was kind of getting everything kind of sorted today. Um, this stream today is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators, um, and StreamYard. You can try them at TubeBuddy.com. Um, again, it's a tool for YouTube content creators, so if you're a YouTuber, it should be in your toolkit, and StreamYard.com. Um, this is a live streaming platform that I use to live stream this out um, every single Saturday. So yeah, so so far we've got uh, we've got some people, you know, definitely popping into the shorts feed, which is great. Love seeing that. It's exciting, kind of testing this in real time, seeing uh, seeing how it goes. A little bit uh, kind of weird because my I think my phone's kind of sitting a little bit, you know, kind of I don't know if crook. Uh, yeah, we'll just say crooked to avoid saying the other things. I'm not, you know, I'm not sure. Um, let's see here. So the, the way to get into the shorts feed is just uh, broadcasting directly in from your mobile device. Now, I tried to do this 
through another piece of streaming software uh, before the stream started. But since this is my first time going into the shorts feed, um, it didn't work. So I don't know if I pasted the wrong stream key in or exactly what happened, uh, but you know we're in there now. And uh, what you can do is if you just go down to the very bottom of your um, screen, just like if you were to upload a video or something like that uh, in your YouTube app, if you click on the plus button and you click on go live, then you can go live. For everybody here that has live streaming enabled, then you can go live into the uh, shorts feed, which is pretty cool. So what is going on everybody over there in the shorts feed? So let's get into some YouTube questions here. Um, if you are watching this in the shorts feed, uh, what we're doing right now is I have a form in the description that unfortunately is unclickable in the shorts feed, um, but you can head over to my main channel by clicking on my channel name. And uh, when you do that, there's a form down in the description there where you can get your questions answered here on the stream today. So if you do have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, make sure that you do that. Um, our very first question today is coming from the Dream Builder 21, Dream Builder 21. Um, says they do daily content, been on YouTube for less than a year. It's an automotive channel. The goal of the channel is to entertain people with my projects to distract them from their day and to turn my model car collection into the real thing. And the question is, with a GoPro, can you get a lens that limits the exposure that you can see on the reflection of my models? I have a shot idea that's gonna be in a multi-story car park for my models and it requires the top level where exposure is going to be high. I've noticed when I take a photo, if my models, um, if I have a lower feature, hmm, um, I can't remember the name of that lowers the exposure that shines on the models. So one thing that you can do is when it comes to video production, there's a thing called flagging. Um, flagging is where if you do notice like a shine or something like that, you can either put something, uh, you know, that blocks the light source just going to that, or you can put a black flag. And with that black flag, it basically just removes the light um, from that area because you're literally blocking it with a piece of black fabric or black foam or black paper, whatever it is that you end up blocking it with. Um, so because of that, I would, you know, look into that sort of thing when it comes to actually putting the uh, the content together for that and, 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 and reducing that that glare. If you are, you know, if you are having a, um, uh, you know, like where the bottom's exposed right, and then the top is, uh, is a little over the top. What's going on, Tiffany? Hope you're doing great. So I'm dark on the regular stream. Yeah, so this is coming in from my phone and you're getting just the key light really coming in from uh, from this side. So thanks for that feedback though. Um, super appreciated. I'll look into that and see if I can, uh, you know, kind of balance those out a little bit because I, I think so too. I think the color actually looks better. Maybe I should just start streaming with my phone. It's technology. Renee Ritchie, what's up, dude? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Um, traveling with Brian says they upload one time per week or more, been on YouTube for less than six months. They have a travel and food channel. The goal of the channel is to have fun and create. And the question is, is there a way to tell if people watch multiple videos from your channel in a row? Thanks for all that you do. You're the best. So one easy way to, to track that is if you are, let's say, for example, if you are leading people into another piece of content from your end screens um, on each individual video, then you can go and look and see how many people did follow through to your end screens. It doesn't tell you how many of those people ended up watching the video for you know however much time on that other video that they watched but you can see it there. Um, you also have playlist data now to where you can go in and you can see uh, where people are you know, looking at things in playlists as well and how far they get into playlists and that sort of information. Um, another place that you can find that information, Dean Emmett in the house, what's going on? Says looks good and sound good, sounds good on a phone. Yeah, I've got the uh, Rode Wireless Go here um, that is connected to this just to kind of make sure that everything kind of comes through that way. 
But uh, you can also go and you can look at returning viewers. So then you can see how many people um, are watching videos and then coming back to the channel. But unfortunately, um, we can't see chain. Right, so we can't say, okay, they watched this video and then they went to the channel page and then they went to the videos tab and then from the videos tab, they watched this video and then this video and then this video and then this video. Um, unfortunately, we don't have you know that detailed of information. Um, let's see, we used to have something kind of like that um, in uh, analytics. So you used to be able to connect your YouTube account you used to be able to connect your YouTube account to Google Analytics. And um, with that, this is back in the day, this is like old school YouTube. Uh, with that, you had a um, an option to where as long as your YouTube channel was connected, you could see the people hitting your channel page and you could see the people that went from your channel page to your videos tab and things like that. So you got more insights in how, into how people were interacting with your channel page, which is really cool. Um, let's see here. So next, <laughs> Tom, oh, love it, love it. Tom's, Tom's like, yeah, Nick out here being the godfather of YouTube education. Yeah, de definitely, uh, definitely not. But old school, yeah, we, we can definitely, definitely say that. So uh, Toting Games, uh, Toting Games have been on YouTube for one week or more. Um, they do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to make great content and to grow steadily. And the question is, I just remade my channel um, as I was uh, inactive for a couple of years, meaning new Google account too. Should I start by uploading as much as I can to retrain the algorithm? So here's the thing. When it comes to training YouTube's algorithm, um, instead of looking at it through that particular perspective, Brian T. Johnson in the house, what's going on, dude? Hope you were doing fantastic. Um, but when it comes to, uh, when it comes to like training YouTube, you, or retraining YouTube's algorithm. So the important thing is to think about the people that are gonna be interacting with the content and how you can get the right people clicking on your videos. So it's not about how many videos can I upload and how many videos does that take in order for the system to understand who the content's for. If you are very clear and specific in your title, you're very clear in your, and specific in your video description, that's gonna give YouTube the information that it needs in addition to the video content, you know, in the actual piece of content as well. Because when it comes to YouTube, in addition to YouTube looking at the easy stuff, your metadata, um, it also, you know, captions your videos, it knows what you're saying in your videos, it's looking at what it is that you actually show in your videos as well. So it's taking all of those things into context when it's figuring out who would be a good piece of content for this particular video. So because of that, it's not about bulk uploading and trying to just throw out a bunch of content in hopes that YouTube will, you know, take one of those videos and put it in front of the right audience. It's more about, okay, if I'm going to be publishing this piece of content, what can I do with this to make it crystal clear from the outside for the target viewers that I'm trying to reach that this is about something that they might care about? Um, in some cases, like let's say, for example, you're trying to reach DIY people. Well, in that case, you know, just having in your thumbnail maybe like a before and after of the thing that you did a DIY with, um, maybe, you know, having something very clear, you know, how to restore a, a thing or how to, if it was like, you know, a DIY, you know, furniture building or something like, you know, how to, you know, build a table, you know, from scratch or how to build a table yourself, something like that. And by being clear there, the right viewers are going to click on it. And when the right viewers click on it, they're going to enjoy the content because it's designed for them. And as long as they enjoy the content, then YouTube systems are going to detect that and be like, okay, this video right here, we've got these people over here clicking on it. And out of these people that are clicking on it, um, you know, these people are really enjoying this content. So because of that, out of the viewers that we think might be a good fit for this, who else in on YouTube right now um, that's using YouTube, like as, you know, as all of this is happening, um, who else 
also watches content like this or you know has been using YouTube in a similar way to these other users. And then it will recommend your content to them anyway. So it's not about bulk uploading everything. It's more about being clear with what it is that you're doing so that you can make sure that you are getting your content in front of the right people. And when you can do that and you can do it consistently, then in that particular case, it just keeps fine tuning you know, everything as you go along. Um, let's see here. So next up on our list here, we've got, oh, hey, and a couple things here really quick. So today, um, you know, for those of you that are uh, just joining us, basically we have some uh, fun stuff today. So we have this stream right here that we're going to be going here for a few hours. We've got uh, my brother, D and uh, Daniel Batal. They are doing a channel review stream over on the StreamYard channel here uh, in a few hours. And then uh, Daryl Eves is also going live here in a few hours as well. So all kinds of live streaming, super fun, educational stuff today uh, for everybody here. So uh, let's see here. So next up on the channel, did we do toting games yet? Okay, we did that. So next up on our list here, um, we've got Agent KCG. What's going on, man? Says uh, he does real estate photography and Matterport. Um, the goal of the channel is to grow my brand and teach what I've learned. And the question is, I get more views on my photography tutorials, but make more money with my Matterport content. Should I focus more on the Matterport tutorials? So this particular situation right here is where it is super important to make sure that when you are publishing videos to YouTube that you know why you're publishing videos to YouTube. Now, in your particular case, if you're doing real estate photography in Matterport, um, you know, maybe one you're using to help drive business, maybe the other you're using because you can, you know, bring attention to some of the devices or something like that that you use to actually do it. And because of that, it ends up generating more revenue or just CPM wise, whatever. But as long as the content is for the same audience, then you're winning there, which it seems to be for real estate photographers. But when it comes to making the call on, okay, do I make a video that I know will get a lot more views, but I won't make you know as much money on it? Or should I make a video that probably won't get as many views, but will probably make more money for the views that it does get? And in total, if you were to compare the two, it would probably end up making more money. If the goal of the channel is to make money, then in that particular case, leaning on the content that makes money is the move. If the goal of the channel is to, you know, drive more business and let's say the photography stuff did that, um, then in that case, then leaning on the photography, you know, would be the win. So one thing, you know, as you progress through all of this is it's really important when you're publishing content to YouTube that you're not just thinking of it like, okay, what is it that I'm trying to, you know, accomplish in terms of like this one thing I'm trying to do? I mean, do that too. But it's also important to make sure that you're thinking about it like, okay, um, this video that I'm going to publish on Tuesday, um, why, why am I making this video? Or when you're just, you know, coming up with your video ideas. Like, okay, if I'm making this, what's the purpose of this video if I decide to see it through and publish it? Um, is this type of video historically on my channel? Does it typically end up, you know, causing people to subscribe more? And therefore, because of that, um, I'm going to do that for the sake of filling up that side of things on my channel to make sure I'm getting more, you know, subscribers. So I put out that type of content on a regular basis. And then you have things where you generate revenue. So let's say that you're like, okay, well, part of what it is that I'm doing with YouTube so that I can do this sustainably for a really long period period of time is I got to generate revenue. So because of that, then, then what do I do to generate revenue? Okay. Well, if I'm going to be talking about these particular things, then not only might I get more ad revenue from them or just a higher RPM on those videos, but 
it, can I add like an affiliate thing to that? And then in that particular, or, or, you know, spread awareness about any personal products you have or something like that. And then when you do that and you start planning things out that way, then you're like, okay, I'm publishing this one here for this purpose. I'm publishing this one here um, because, you know, it brings in, in revenue. Publishing this one here because a lot of people are, like in your case, you're doing photography. So it's like, you know, a lot of people that are doing real estate photography, um, let's just say that those people, um, you know, are, are, there's like a big misunderstanding about something like in the industry right now. Then in that particular case, the purpose for that video, even though that might not be a, you know, one of those view videos, or even though that one might not be a revenue, heavy revenue generator, like that video could be made for the purpose of like, Hey, people need to hear this, or I need to get this off my chest or whatever the thing is. But when you're being intentional with every upload that you publish, then it really helps ensure that you're, that you're reaching all of the goals that you're trying to accomplish with the channel, or at least the things that are the most important to you. Um, and when you are publishing, if you don't have a reason for it, then in that particular case, you're just kind of throwing it out there and you're being like, well, let's just kind of see what happens. But if you want to be more intentional and more strategic about everything it is that you're doing, when you give each piece of content that you're publishing a purpose, then it ends up working out better for you long term because you are being intentional, which means that you're designing the, the path that you are essentially going to be you know, walking in the future. So next up on the list here, we got Duty Ron. Super chat. Thanks, Duty Ron, for the super chat. Appreciate it, man. Says, um, hey, thanks for all that you do for creators approaching 250,000 subscribers. I use your tips to get here. Looking forward to you hitting that 1 million mark soon. 250,000 subscribers. High five. Hope you guys can hear that. Hey man, congratulations to you on uh, 250,000 subscribers, man. You're getting close to 250,000 subscribers. Absolutely love it. Love, 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 love. Next up. Okay, you can hear it. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, so uh, next up on the list here, we've got uh, Home Rapid Repair going on hope that you're doing great really quick tim Techwiz has been a member for five months already i can't believe it nice love it thank you for your five months of support there ron's trains and things what's going on dude hope you're doing great um so let's see here so we've got home rapid repair they upload one time per week or more it's home improvement topics the goal of the channel is to become a trusted source of home repair information and the goal is my videos that have been public for many months have views going up and down all of the time should i spend effort looking backward to replace thumbnails titles or just keep looking forward. So the thing that I recommend is go and look at the at the videos that have performed well in terms of audience retention. Because if they performed well already in audience retention and they're still getting impressions, which is another big part of this, then in that particular case, look at the click-through rate compared to impressions, compared against the impressions of some of the other videos on your channel. And if you find that, you know what, this one is underperforming and I know that I could repackage this one in a better way, then absolutely update them. Um, however, in terms of YouTube, like it's pretty common for videos to, you know, just kind of go like this for videos that are good. And uh, because of that, 
you know, with it going like this, uh, you know, you're still getting impressions. People are still coming in for that. You might be able to fine tune it and make it better. Um, but, um, you know, those changes that you make could help it or hurt it. So because of that, you know, just keep that in mind and focus on moving forward always. But if you do look back through your archive, and, and I've been doing this a lot lately, actually, to where you go back into your archive and you're like, you know what? Yeah, I can, I, I, I can do better, right? And then you, you just repackage it up and then you just let it sit and, uh, and just kind of wait for YouTube to do its thing there. So if you are just joining us, um, I do want to remind you that we are talking about everything related to YouTube. So if you are a YouTube content creator, um, there is a form down in the description um, on the live stream that's happening on my main on my channel. If you click on my channel name, for those of you that are in the short shelf, you can go there, put your question in the form, then jump back into the stream over here if you'd like. Um, but if you put your question down in the form, um, then we will um, try to get to it on the stream here because these are answered in the order that they uh, are received. iPhone Chris. Oop, wrong, uh, wrong button there. Super chat. Thanks for the super chat, man. I appreciate it. So uh, next up on our list, we've got... So for uh, Sears, so how do you recommend getting uh, decently big? And this is from Iowa Coconut really quick. Um, decently big while still keeping a healthy balance with your life. Also, I'm a gaming channel slash streamer. So this is a really good question. So when it comes to... Um, when it comes to the, uh, you know, just growing your channel and maintaining balance, which is why I wanted to, you know, um, you know, point this one out. Um, this is one of the things that's really important for all of us content creators to do because it's really easy, especially for those of you, for those of us that do this full time, it's not as intense. But for those of you that have like a full time job and you have a family or you got school and, you know, you got all these different things that you're doing, um, it can be you know, it can be it can be a challenge to, you know, kind of spin all of those plates, so to speak, and keep everything, you know, keep everything going. So because of that, I would just make sure that you do prioritize, you know, the things that are the most important. And then when it comes to YouTube, just schedule it in. So, you know, one thing that I've learned over time is that when you are, um, you know, when, when you get more and more busy, if you don't schedule things, then everything kind of starts like, not everything, but there's a lot of things that start falling through the cracks. Because of that, you end up in a situation to where you are doing everything that you can and you are not really balanced, you know, with your life, which is the question that you, you know, said. And because of that, it, it leads to that state of burnout because you're, you know, like you're doing too much of, you know, other things. So when you do find types or the best way to find some type of balance is to just schedule everything. And then when you schedule everything, then in that particular case, you create pockets of time in order to do the thing that you need to do. Um, and, you know, I, and I understand, you know, it's tough, you know, if you are, you know, balancing everything, then in that particular case, you know, it can be tough. Like, man, I've only got, you know, an hour or two, you know, uh, you know, a week, to work on this stuff. And then in that particular case, it's going to be super helpful to work on content that's easier to make, you know, instead of something that's complicated and just try to, you know, optimize that time that you have. And also instead of uploading weekly in that case, maybe you would have to do it bi-weekly until you were able to open up more time and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, if you do have things to where you're like, hey, you know, I've got some time every day. Um, I just put out a video on my YouTube channel that shares, uh, you know, it's like a, a two-week cycle that can help you be able to put out content more consistently if that's something that you're after. And um, that particular video is going to basically explain some things that you need to keep in mind in terms of just some obvious stuff, like, you know, don't spend as much time on Netflix and that kind of stuff. But it also shares like, okay, Monday, do this. Tuesday, do this. Wednesday, do this. 
Thursday, here's like a pocket of, you know, time or a free day or an overflow day. Friday, do this and so on. And it'll just kind of help give you, you know, a general, uh, you know, general flow to kind of, uh, you know, kind of roll with there. So next up, we got trying to learn bikes. What's going on, my man? Hope you're doing great. Um, trying to learn bikes says that they do motorcycle maintenance content and the goal of the channel is uploading videos for the challenge of it all. And the question is, do you recommend putting watermarks on all of my videos? What are the pros and cons? Great question. So when it comes to uh, putting watermarks on your content, one of the things that can be advantageous there is that if somebody does, like if you have content that, that you know people are gonna steal and they're gonna put it out you know, as their own, then in that particular case, having that watermark on there at least will lead some people back to you, right? If you have like a domain on there, like a .com of some kind. Um, but the downside is now with AI and everything, or somebody can just put like a, you know, a little block over it and just pretty much cover up the watermark anyway. But if you did want to do something like that, you can. Other fun things that you can do is, you know, if you are somebody that's on camera or, you know, let's say you're an animator or something like that, one thing that you can do is you can kind of build watermarks into what it is that people are seeing. So for example, you know, let's say that you have like a logo shirt that you're wearing that has your information on it. If you're on camera, let's say that if you're in like a studio environment like this, you know, you could put you know, stuff around, you know, that would have your logo on it or some type of, you know, lead back to you. Um, in addition to that, if you are doing anything graphically with your content or animation, something like that, you can have it where your person's like walking through this scene and then like the street sign that they're passing actually has, you know, your branding on there. The building is, you know, your branding or something like that. It's just kind of a way to kind of get it in there without it just being a little static thing that people can easily cover up. Um, let's see here. Artist Kirby says, how did you make it this far? Um, made it this far by just, you know, keeping on the thing, right? Keep on the thing and adding value to people. You know, when it comes to growing a YouTube channel, um, it really comes down to being consistent with what it is that you're doing and adding value and getting co your content to a point to where it's competitive within YouTube system. Um, if you can do that and you can do that repeatedly, for a long period of time, then, uh, then, you know, you're going to do great. Uh, but if you're like, Hey, you know, I don't really want to work on those extra things or it's only to hear, and I'm not really willing to do any like, of, like extra stuff. Then in that particular case, you know, it might be a little bit more difficult, but, uh, but if you just keep showing up, you keep trying to improve with every piece of content that you publish, be it a short or a, a, a horizontal video or a live stream or whatever it is, just keep trying to get a little bit better with everything that you're doing. Um, and just keep focusing on like, okay, these are the people that I'm trying to serve with my content, how can I do better, you know, for them and keep giving them, you know, better from me, right? And you just keep focused on that over time and, and, and you'll do all right. Man, so this short shelf thing is no joke. So right now for shorts viewers, we've got, you know, just a little update on this experiment for those of you that have been here in the live stream since we started today. And I know some of you are also watching over there, but we've got, uh, looks like 190 in total. And that also includes multicasting going out to, um, I think we're on X as well, which would probably be included in this. Um, but we've got, yeah, 190. Oh, no, that's just on YouTube. So we've got 192 people watching on the horizontal version and 214 watching in the short shelf, which is pretty cool. So, uh, so yeah, that's a little quick update for everybody. So, uh, Tim Tech. Super chat. Says, um, how are you, Nick? We love your content, but um, trying to get monetized. You rock this world. Take care, bud, and stay safe, homie. Thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, when it comes to trying to get monetized, you know, the, the whole thing to keep in mind 
is when we are publishing content, especially, you know, if you're if you're a new content creator, you're just getting started with all this stuff. One thing to to think about is uh, I was just having this conversation with somebody and read it the other day. One thing to think about if you're somebody that's new is nobody will enter like an athletic field. Like let, let's say let's say you're like, hey, um, you know what? I want to I want to play in the uh, uh, NFL. Nobody's just going to pick up a football and then like, you know, get drafted the next day, right? They're going to have to learn how to play the game. They're going to have to get themselves physically fit. And they're going to have to practice a ton until they get to a level to where they can peak, they can compete with professionals if they're trying to get into the NFL. People that, that, that literally make their living playing the game, right? And YouTube's a similar thing. So you're competing with all of the hobbyists that are really good. You're competing with all the professional YouTubers that are really good because you're not just competing with other people in your niche. You're competing with everybody on, on YouTube or all the content on YouTube that YouTube thinks that the system thinks is a good fit for the people that you're trying to reach. So because of that, you have to get your content to a competitive level. And as long as you can get your content to a competitive level, then you're going to be, you're going to be okay. Um, Brian says, what a great analogy. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you can apply it to sports. You can apply it to making music, you know, same thing. You know, if you pick up a guitar you know like i'm learning how to play guitar and i'm and my fingers hurt you know like i'm spending like tons of time just sitting there you like playing with it and i've just got it to the point to where i'm like hey yeah i think i might be able to like actually play a, like a couple of songs one day <laughs> right so like when it comes to these things you know it's like you can't you know you can't just pick up something new and then just like be awesome at it or be able to compete with it right so you just have to learn you know all of those uh all of those processes so uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here, um, we've got number seven, uh, the question that we're on now. Uh, we've got Javi and Ami, I think is that, or Zami. I apologize if I'm doing that incorrectly. Uh, they upload one time per week or more, been on YouTube for a year or more. They have a travel channel. The goal of the channel is to help people be a full-time YouTuber. And the question is, hey, Nick, I just reached 25,000 subs. I'm averaging 200,000 monthly views. And agency wants to sponsor my videos, but I don't know how much to charge. And they want me to set the price. Any recommendations? Ask them what their budget is. So when they ask you to set the price, ask them what their budget is. Say, you know, say, what is your budget? Say, uh, you know, everybody, you know, has, you know, different things that they're trying to do. Um, so, you know, I would like your budget. Um, let me know ballpark of what it is that you guys have to spend on this. Um, I might be able to come in lower or you might even, you might not even come close to the mark, right? So um, to ask them, reply by asking them like, hey, happy to come up with a price for you. Um, let me know what your budget is just to make sure before I put everything together um, that what we're gonna be looking at is, you know, realistic on, on, on my end too. Um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we've got um, Esquelita Gem. I apologize if I'm saying that um, incorrectly. They do daily content, educational, teaching French and Spanish. Goal of the channel is teaching French and Spanish uh, with shorts mainly. And the question is, I have 52 subscribers, so a small channel. So far, I have four videos above 1,000 views, but all jumped in views and then they went down. Um, all four videos have average per percentage viewed, duration above 100%. Do I need to give YouTube time to show back those shorts or are they dead? Please advise on how to analyze those videos, reverse hockey stick, uh, view charts. Okay. So when you are, uh, you know, when you are publishing videos to YouTube, um, basically how the whole thing works is you publish your video and then YouTube is going to show it to the initial audience. That is the people that are the most likely to watch and enjoy that content at that moment in time. Then based on how those people respond, it's going to go out to a wider group of people that are also likely to enjoy your content. And based on how those people respond, it's going to keep getting wider and wider as long as they continue to respond positively. But 
if you're publishing content and then uh, let's say you get that core group, right? Because our stats are usually super high when we first publish content, right? So if you have like low impressions, you'll be like, wow, why isn't my video doing great? I've got like a 12% click-through rate. When in reality, you got like, you know, you've had, you know, three people, you know, uh, you know, have seen the video. But like uh, the the whole thing though is if you publish that video and it does like not that great or it does okay with that original group, then what's going to happen is when it goes out to that wider group, if people don't respond to it um, at a competitive rate for that second group or third group or wherever it is in that process, then in that particular case, it's going to start prioritizing other content that is getting a response. So like one, one way to look at this is if you just kind of break it down in a way to where it's like, okay, what would be the best thing to do in this situation, right? If YouTube was yours and the whole job that you had was to ensure that people were being satisfied with the content that they were getting served, and to make sure that the right content was getting shown to people. In that particular case, the same exact thing would apply to where it would be like, okay, well, if, if these people liked it and we get it to here, and then it's not being competitive in this group of people that this is being served to, then in that particular case, let's show them stuff here that is more competitive. And then, you know, it keeps ballooning out that way. So uh, let's see here, Tanga, let's see here, let me click on this one. Because I have my uh, chat here kind of minimized. It's uh, trouble. I'm having trouble seeing the full name here. Tang going in the kitchen. Tan going in the kitchen says, morning. Well, I guess that evening, guess that's evening for you. Absolutely it is. Says, um, I have a curious question. Um, do you lose watch time when you uninstalled some of your videos? Yeah, or unlisted some of your videos? Yes. So what happens is when you uh, unlist anything or you private anything from YouTube, let's do it this way. You are only getting credit for your public videos so it doesn't matter if it's a live stream if it's uh you know or if it's a you know like a normal you know horizontal video you're getting watch time for those for those videos so because of that when you unlist it then you are losing that public watch time public view counts and all of that so one of the things that you're going to see if you are if you're a content creator is trying to get monetized one of the things that you're going to see is you're going to make oh wait a minute i just unlisted you know eight videos and then i actually took a step backwards in in my you know my my run for my my monetization of my watch time, you know, requirements there. So, uh, so absolutely it does, it does remove that. That's why it's important that as long as your content is all pointing towards the same audience or the same type of viewer, um, that's why it's important to just leave everything up until you get into the partner program. And then once you're in the partner program and you're able to get, you know, consistent views and you know that you're going to be able to hit those requirements again within the next 365 days, that's where you go and you start cleaning things up if you want to. Um, let's see here. Toaster bath is our next question. What's going on? Toaster bath. Hope that you are doing fantastic. They do gaming content. The goal of the channel says I want to inspire a new generation. And the question is, how do I go about reviewing a tanking channel? My channel has been going down recently, reviving a taking channel. So if your channel has been going down, then what's, what could be happening there is one, people are losing interest in, you know, the specific game that you're playing Two, You've got competitors that are just making, you know, videos that are competing harder than yours. Three, the videos that you are putting out just aren't at that competitive level, you know, compared to the other options that YouTube has when it comes to showing your content to people. And uh, because of that, um, they're just not doing as great as, you know, you would like them to right now. Keep in mind the initial performance of 
video of a video does not always re reflect how the video is going to do long term. So you do want to sit on it for a little bit, but look at it and be like, okay, uh, you know, is there anything that I could do better here? Could I repackage this in a way it's a little bit more clear? Could I, uh, you know, make the thumbnail a little bit better where it'll help people that are interested in this particular game be able to more easily identify that it's about this game, those sorts of things. And then if you're like, yeah, you know what, I, I could probably make this better, make that change. Um, and then, you know, sit on it a little bit and see if it made a difference or not. But also make sure that you're doing just the general best practice stuff and you're trying to revive your channel publishing, you know, on a regular basis. Like, you know, a great example of this is if you look at Brian G. Johnson, he's in the chat right now on the 16 by 9 version of this stream. And, um, uh, you know, he took a break for like a year essentially on his YouTube channel and he's come back and he's just on the grind. He's publishing videos all the time over there. And uh, because of that, you know, he's, you know, starting to, you know, bring bring everything back to life and, you know, all of that stuff. And, um, and it's definitely heading in that right direction so what he's doing is he's following the best practices this is what people come to my channel for this is what youtube understands that people come to my channel for therefore i'm going to make sure that i'm publishing that content that they are likely to enjoy um, in addition to that he's also branching out into some other things that are also trending at the moment um, which is also super smart and he's continuing to do the thing right that's why brian g is brian g because he knows how to do this stuff he knows because he knows what's up so uh seriously next up we've got spectrum art studio they do art tutorials. The goal of the channel is to help people with their art struggles. And the question is, recently got back into YouTube after a year off. I post my long form on Friday and Saturday, and then it takes off, though small scale, on a Monday afternoon. I then post the corresponding short on a Thursday afternoon, and it shows when my audience is watching over a long period of time. Though the shorts do nothing in comparison to TikTok. Any advice? Should I maybe start posting the long form on a Thursday and the short on a Monday? I know it's trial and error. I do have BitIQ, um, though their data doesn't really uh, doesn't tally with the YouTube data. Um, P.S. Love the trailer. Glad you enjoyed the trailer. So uh, when it comes to um, you know your publishing schedule with shorts, keep in mind it's all about. Um, you know, it's all about what it is that people are, you know, getting from the content. So yes, you can publish it and then, you know, it might take you know, a little bit of time and then you'll see that, you know, the, all those impressions come through. But, uh, but when that happens, you know, the same thing happens to where, you know, it, it goes. And then once it gets to that audience, that's maybe a little bit more broad or a little bit more outside of what it is that, uh, that is the perfect fit for your content. If those people don't respond well, then in that case, then it starts, you know, prioritizing those impressions on other content that is performing well. So, uh, so because of that, you have to make sure that you are, you know, just being mindful, not just of when I publish on Monday, this happens on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday, but also if I publish on Monday, how are people responding to this video? How are people responding to this video compared to the other videos that I published? Why would somebody stop and watch this when it shows up in their shorts feed? You know, those types of things are things that you have to, that you have to make sure that you are, you know, keeping in mind. And hey, if you are watching this on the shorts feed, make sure that you, uh, make sure that you definitely make sure I, let me get on the right page here. Yeah. If you are watching this in the short feed, if you're enjoying the show, remember to actually give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. All right. So next up on our list here, um, we've got Jerry Papandria in the house. What's going on, dude? Charlie Morris, welcome to the stream. Dark Bites, good morning. Welcome to the stream, Geology Dude. Welcome back. Cricket Pro Analysis, what's going on? Welcome to the stream. I think this is my first time seeing you here. Welcome. Um, so next up, we've got Tim TechWiz. Uh, they do tech and review content, goals to get monetized, and says, how can I get more views on YouTube? I need lots of help and anything else that you recommend. 
So when it comes to YouTube, um, again, you know, through that whole analogy that I gave earlier in terms of, you know, just kind of learning the, the, the practice of being a content creator, um, you know, you, you got to go through that part. And unfortunately, you know, in a lot of cases, it's not something that, you know, that can be shortcut. Um, however, there are, you know, some things that you do, you know, need to keep in mind. So I'm looking at your channel right now. I have it pulled up on another screen and, um, and I can see here that you have like a spectrum gig internet for home Wi-Fi, And then you have this set, um, to where you put like a hashtag for shorts in there. Um, but it's a, it's a horizontal video. So, you know, that particular one, it's not even in the right place. So you got to fix things like that. Um, in addition to that. Um, you also have to think like here you have Spectrum is upgrading their equipment in, in the Palm Valley area. So what you're doing right there is you're actually limiting the people that that video even matters to, to the Palm Valley area, right? So you're not making content that is just broad in nature that will, um, that will matter to a larger group of people, right? So you have to, you know, think about those types of things, but you're going to learn all this, you know, along the way. Um, but you just want to make sure that you are thinking along those lines. Like if I'm making tech content, then in that particular case, I got to make sure I'm putting the right content in the right place in terms of format going, you know, in the right places on YouTube. And then I also need to make sure um, that, you know, instead of, you know, limiting and locking my content down to, you know, very tiny groups of people, um, I need to think, okay, if I'm doing tech content, I'm talking about internet speeds and things like that. What are some things that I can talk about that a much larger group of people would be interested in? And then, you know, you go that route. Uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here, seasoned on purpose. What's going on? Welcome to stream. John Drummond says, uh, hello from Queens, New York. Queens in the house. What's going on? Nice to see you in here. Family Dumbacher. What's going on? Hope you're doing great. So uh, Miami VR. Super chat. Thanks for the super chat. Says, um, I make game dev tutorials for beginners in VR. Many videos are multiple hours long. I break it up into three to four videos of 30 minutes up to one hour. Question, is it okay to release part one per day or one part per day? Um, yeah, it can. Basically what you're doing is you're repurposing the content. So when you are repurposing content on your YouTube channel, um, you know, like you take your live stream and then you're like, okay, I'm going to cut out, you know, some, some videos for this. So it's not like this big, long stream. Um, and that particular case, you can absolutely do that because you're creating a different format of content in terms of your, of how often you're releasing that, you know, it's up to you. You can do, you know, one per day or every couple of days, you know, whatever works out best for your channel. But the most important thing though, is making sure that you are putting everything together in a way that it does make for good shorter videos, right? To where if it's like, Hey, I'm doing this like long thing. Um, and I'm, I'm breaking these up into, uh, let's see here, three to four videos of 30 minutes. Then in that particular case is this, because I'm breaking it up, right? So because of that, is this like a, you know, a, a appropriate for a standalone video? So as long as the answer is yes, then you're good to go. And in terms of your upload schedule, that's totally up to you. But one thing that I recommend for everybody here is make sure that when it comes to your upload schedule that you're uploading, um, for all the YouTubers here, that you're uploading at a schedule that you are a pace that you're gonna be able to sustain. And the reason that's important is because it's super easy to you know overdo things. And then when you overdo things and you are doing everything too quickly, then it can take away the time that you need to actually work on you know developing you know your skills and things like that to do the gig. Um, let's see here. By the way, um, if you are uh, just joining us, we're talking about everything YouTube. Um, so if you're a content creator, um, I have a form down in the description. So we're doing this two things right now. We're going out to YouTube Shorts right here. We're going out to YouTube as a piece of horizontal content over here. And for you Shorts 
folks that are hanging out. Um, if you have a question you want answered, um, you can click on my channel name and then you're gonna see the other live stream um, over there. And if you click into that, down in the description there is the uh, is the form. I think actually Doug is actually linking the question um, right here. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, so he's he's linking it right there. So in the for, in the shorts, you can also just click on Doug's link right there, and uh, that will take you over there. So uh, let's hear. So next up on the list here, we've got um, Mr. UCL. Um, they do FIFA and Roblox Bed Wars. Oh, you know what? I just uh, I just remembered something. Ah, you know I'm not allowed. To, I don't. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say anything about this yet. So never mind. Um, there's a really cool free captioning tool that I'm gonna be telling you guys about here soon. So just a heads up, um, in case you don't know it, for those of you that are using StreamYard, you can caption videos inside of StreamYard now too. Um, but there is also another tool to where it doesn't matter where you're doing your content, whatever, if you do need captions for it, um, you're gonna be able to upload it for free and just get them captioned for free. So you're not gonna have to pay for any services anymore um, to get the, you know, to get your words kind of burned onto your screen there for, you know, your vertical or your long form content. So Retorez, thank you for the super, super chat, chat, says, would you rather keep making content that you're 100% care about and grow slowly or making content that you care like 70% about and grow faster? That's a really good question. So uh, for me, um, I would I would think about what you're trying to do and what's most important you know, to you. So when it comes to me personally, um, you know, I think 100% that you care about and growing a little bit slower would definitely be the the move there because like when it comes to growth, growth comes down to you know how you put your content together, you know, uh, uh, you know how you're thinking of it in terms of the size of the audience that you're trying to reach, um, you know those types of things. So because of that, um, even though you're making content that you care about, you can still grow, you know at a decent pace, even though if you are, you know, making content that you care about. Um, but if you are only caring about growth in terms of like subscribers, I recommend not taking that route. And the reason for it is yes, absolutely. You know, have, there's some stuff, you know, that comes with having subscribers in terms of how other people see you and those sorts of things. Um, the other people on the internet that are interacting with your YouTube channel, how they see you. Um, but when it comes to, you know, um, the thing that's most important is if you're going to be doing this and it's something that you're going to want to take seriously and you're going to want to do it for a long period of time, it's imperative that you're doing something that you that you enjoy. Because if not, then you're going to end up doing it and you're, and you're going to start to loathe it instead of being like, all right, it's, you know, video day. Let's let's get in there and, and, and make it happen, right? Um, let's see here. So next up on our list, we've got... ASMR coffee drink in there. So we got Learn Spanish World. Learn Spanish World does educational content. So hey, just a quick update here on the on the shorts thing, the short shelf. So for those of you that are hanging out in the short shelf, uh, basically I'm, I'm multicasting here where I've got it going out to 16 by nine on my channel on one stream, then I'm going into the short shelf on another stream. Um, so basically how it's working out so far is it seems like the shorts traffic, right? The amount of viewership in shorts, it seems like it goes like this, and then kind of fades off and then goes like this. So for example, it was just down to 180 something. Now it jumped up to 293. Um, and then it'll fade back down, right? Like over a little bit of time and then it'll jump back up again. Like uh, it's really interesting just kind of watching how it's, how it's working over there. On the horizontal version, it's a little bit more steady, right? It's not as massive of, you know, surges and drops. But when it comes to the short shelf um, currently, at this time of day, um, you know, the, it seems like it's surging pretty hard and then it'll just kind of taper 
and then another, you know, another hard surge. It's pretty cool. And if you are watching this for the first time, my name is Nick. I teach people about YouTube. So if you are a YouTube content creator, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any content that can help you. So next up, we've got uh, number 14 here. Uh, we've got Arched PCs of USA. Um, they do technology and meme content. The goal of the channel is to get subscribers and entertain. The question is, what is the easiest way to get shorts, um, to get more short views, comments, and engagement when you don't have enough time to make a lot of videos? So um, first, when it comes to easy, just remember that, you know, um, easy isn't like a thing that I would really try to lean on much. Um, and the reason for that is because it causes you to, I mean, it can do a couple of things. One, it can cause you to remove yourself, which can be okay to where it's like, okay, well, the easiest way for me to be able to do this would be for me to make the content, hand that content off to somebody else, have them actually edit that content to where I get to spend my time making content and then approving the content and, you know, uh, you know, asking for changes and that kind of stuff. Like that's the easy way, but then you got to pay for it. Right. And when it comes to having somebody else edit your videos. Um, and then there's the thing where like when you do look for the easy way, then you're going to end up running into a lot of content on YouTube that's just going to you know mislead you and send you down the wrong path because there's tons of people that are going to promise an easy way. But uh, you know, the, like when it comes to this stuff, it's just not easy if you've never done something like this before. If you have experience, it's much easier. But um, but you know, if you've never done something like this, um, there isn't really an easy you know an easy way to do it outside of just like hey, I'm just going to walk down the street and and talk and then just upload it as a short and just hope people you know come in and enjoy that because some people they do get a response and a really good response from just setting up a camera or setting up their phone and just sitting there and talking. And that's all they do. And then when it's finished, then they just end it. And they'll literally still be on camera, walking up to the camera, hitting the button to actually end the, uh, you know, to end the piece of content. And they publish it. People love the value that they get from it. And, uh, and, and they still, you know, enjoy it. So there is that. But when it comes to that particular easy part, it's still not easy because those particular people, um, they are just really good storytellers. And because of that, they're able to, you know, maintain that attention or they're super entertaining or there's something super unique about them that really helps them, you know, stand out. But when it comes to, you know, um, getting more views, um, that's going to come down to the content that you're putting out. When it comes to the comments, um, if you, you know, get people engaged in some way, like emotionally, then in that particular case, you're going to get a lot of comments. If you are getting people, um, you know, to where they're just enjoying the content, then that's where you'll get, you know, likes um, on your videos. If they see future value in what it is that you're doing, or they want value from your archive, in that particular case, then you're going to see, uh, you know, that's where you'll see people subscribing from, for your channel. Uh, see here, next up on the list here. Hey, here's another interesting thing. So when it comes to YouTube shorts compared to the long form for people that are kind of following, you know, what's going on here with the multicasting, uh, one of the things that's happening more in shorts is it seems like there's more trolls. Like Doug is like an assassin over here uh, in the shorts feed. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm looking at my chat right now and it's like, me, uh, deleted by Doug, deleted by Doug, deleted by Doug, deleted by Doug. Like he is, uh, he's just getting hammered here. And hey, really quick, um, just as a heads up, I know Chantel is, um, is down for the count, um, at the moment. She's not feeling fantastic. So, uh, just really quick, you know, for Chantel, just want to wish her a speedy recovery. And Chantel, I hope that you are doing, uh, fantastic. But yeah, th that's just a, you know, a, just an interesting difference between the two. Like the horizontal stream, everything's like super clean. Uh, but over in the short shelf, yeah, he's over there like a gladiator. Marcus, what's up, my man? Hope that you're on fantastic. Nice to see you. So next up, we got Experiencing Kia. Um, Experiencing Kia uploads every other day. They have a travel channel, um, and uh, the goal of the channel is to build a community and become monetized. 
and uh, gain 100,000 subscribers by summertime. And the question is, how can I make content that tells a story about my life traveling abroad? Travel abroad, take your camera with you, and uh, document the process. Upload videos on a regular basis. Give a lot of personality content because this is going to be about you, not necessarily about the value that you're providing. So because of that, um, you know, just upload frequently. Make sure you're adding a lot of personality, giving a lot of insights. Uh, make sure that you are, you know, telling interesting stories. So I would basically lean as much effort as you possibly can on just learning storytelling and learning how to do that whole thing in an efficient way um, in an engaging way. Um, and through that process, you are going to, you know, you're going to end up, uh, you know, um, you know, being able to, you know, tell stories that will keep people engaged in watching your content. Um, but yeah, just, just taking your stuff with you and then rolling through. So right here you say, I need help, st uh, telling my story. Um, and sell, I'm selling all my things in America to travel abroad. I'm currently living in Thailand. I'm up in Chiang Mai. So if you happen to come up here, um, give me a shout, connect with me on DM. So Renee says that shorts feed, um, short shelf grid are also on browse and search as well. Yeah, I guess that's why the I guess that's why the spikes are coming in. Yeah, the spikes are interesting. They're really interesting. It's like wham, and then it'll just kind of taper, and then wham. Yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. So uh, playing the mom game. Uh, she uploads one time per week or more. She does decluttering and review content. The goal of the channel is income potential and challenge. Um, with the income potential and challenge, the question is, sometimes I think I have a good idea for a video, so I go through the process of uh, planning, filming, but then in the editing process, I start to realize maybe it actually wasn't that great of an idea after all, or it doesn't have the result that I was thinking about, um, or that I was thinking it would. Do you think it's better to post these videos that I don't think will necessarily perform that well for the sake of consistency, or is it better to be pickier about the videos um, I post, but maybe skip a week here and there? Um, is one of these options slightly better than the other? So I can tell you firsthand from my content and from content from people that I've worked with that sometimes when you publish something, as long as it's a good fit for your audience, sometimes you'll publish something and you'll be like, yeah, you know, they're probably, this probably isn't going to be like a hit and it'll end up doing, it'll end up doing well. Sometimes it doesn't, but there are many cases where it, it also ends up doing uh, well. In some cases, it'll even outpace your like regular content that you think is good because you got to remember. When we are uploading content to our channels, like it comes with a lot of bias because we have like, you know, the history of our channels, we have, you know, our audience and the way that we understand our audience and all of that. And, you know, sometimes we get in our own way by trying to make everything a certain way, where in reality, if we were to just maybe publish that video, that it wasn't that fantastic. When we publish the where we think it, to where we publish that, to where the audience might really enjoy that. And it might actually lead you into something, you know, really cool because then it can be like, oh, wait a minute they like this. Like maybe I don't think it's my best, but they like it. Like they would like this better than the stuff that I think is best. So let me try making another one of those. Right. So, um, so I recommend at least putting up some so that you can see how, see how your viewers respond to it. And as long as you know, it's, it's targeting the same people for your channel, then in that particular case, you should be all right. So, uh, see here. So next up, yeah, a lot of confusing names. Yeah. I got all these different, you know, sources now. Yeah. It's great. So uh, next up, we've got uh, Circle H Scuba. What's going on? Hope that you are doing great. Um, they upload one time per week or more. They do educational talking head for scuba divers. And the goal of the channel is to replace my full-time income while educating new divers. And the question is, I'm looking to start a page, pro pro 
paid coaching program for scuba divers where they'll need to upload short clips, five minutes or less, once per week, and I'll review their form, provide tips, improvement, and exercises to complete before the next week's session. Any platforms to suggest for coaching like this, I can just use Google's um, Drive plus Zoom, but we'll need to hack together um, my own way to distribute and collect the video and the exercises. So um, one thing that you can do there is you can have a form, um, like a Google form, like I use to put these questions in, um, to where you can have them insert a link to the video itself. Um, in some cases, their video files might be huge, so you don't want them just uploading anything they want into like your folders. Um, but, uh, but if they upload it to like a YouTube channel, like just put together a tutorial, like a screen recording, okay, this is how you upload a video to YouTube, make sure that you have it as unlisted, and then um, add that link here. Um, then that will give you the option to where it's all hosted on YouTube. So, you know, you're not going to be responsible for bandwidth or anything like that. Um, they can easily grab the share link directly off of YouTube. They can put it into the form for that particular area. And then you can click on that. And you can watch that video along um, with them inside of, you know, Zoom or whatever, you know, whatever service that you use for the actual call itself. Um, let's see here. So here we go. Yep. Liking those YOLO viewers though. Liking them. Liking them. Yes, great. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here, hold on, Murder turned off slow mode, moderate turned on slow mode. Yeah, so it looks like slow mode caused a, caused a, 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 a leak here. So yeah, let's turn that uh, slow mode off over there and kind of make it a little bit more Wild West. <laughs> Sorry, Doug. <laughs> Doug's like, oh no. So okay, so here we go. So we got uh, Tarantula is the uh, channel name. They do exotic pets content. Um, the goal of the channel is to popularize, popularize exotic pet keeping. And the question is, how to upgrade the vlog style video, in my case, uh, what is happening in my tarantula room in order to increase the watch time and as a result, get viewers and subscribers. So um, if you are upgrading the um, vlog style video in order to increase watch time, then in that particular case, you need to go in and you need to study your audience retention reports. Um, the reason that you want to study your audience retention reports is because by doing so, you are going to give yourself the um, opportunity to see where your viewers are leaving the video. Cafe Arts, what's going on? Hope you're doing great. But you're going to see where your viewers are leaving. You're going to see the things that cause your viewers to stay. You're going to cause. You're going to see where your viewers are skipping. You're going to see uh, if they do skip, and then you see like a mountain at the end of that skip. Then they're like skipping to that part and like rewinding to go find it because they went too far. That kind of stuff. So uh, when you study your audience retention reports, it starts to give you insights on how to make better content for the people that are interacting with it. So um, they give you the report. YouTube does, and then you know you as the creator of that content, you get to make the choice on if you're going to use that information or not um, to fine-tune what it is that you're doing for your viewers. Great question, though. Um, so, here, so next up, we are on number 19 already. So uh, we've got uh, Cathay Arts. Nice. Um, iPhone content. The type of channel is art, manga, and art-related and writing. Um, the goal of the channel is to grow an audience, have a community who uh, like my creation, but honestly still figuring it out. Question, I'm using StreamYard um, to stream, but I noticed I use Music Creator Mix. High five, fist bump. Um, says you can't hear it much in the back. How can I fix this? Also, what are fun ways to make a live uh, more intro? Um, interesting, maybe. Um, I have the free version of StreamYard. So when it comes to StreamYard, they have, if you're playing the background music, uh, you can actually upload it just directly into StreamYard, and then they have a, a background setting. So, you know, for example, I have um, just these like little voice things that I did. So I used AI to make these. So like if uh, something crazy is going on in the stream, I can hit this. Mode alert. Mode alert, mode alert, mode alert, mode alert, 
Right. And then that way, you know, it's just something that plays there. But yeah, you, you have the background music and you actually can just turn up a slider. So if you go into your brand section inside of StreamYard, scroll all the way down, and then you're going to see the background music that you can load into there. And then there's a volume setting to where you can make those adjustments. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list here, we've got, hold on one second trying to find the other one here. Okay, so we've got this. Let's go into here. Make sure that is muted, which it is. And then go here. And do 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 do. All right. So, hey, Doug, uh, when you get the chance, could you turn the slow mode off over in the uh, short shelf? So, uh, so, here, so next up on our list here, um, we've got, uh, okay, we did Cathay Arts. So we've got uh, Tom Nash in the house. What's going on, man? Says um, he has a finance channel. The goal of the channel is to be like Nick. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I think you're doing fine just, just how you're uh, doing things on uh, on your end, man. Says, uh, uh, Nick, can you speak of editing fatigue from audience? I noticed some creators going the opposite of Mr. Beast and just posting talking head with no editing at all. Do you think the trend is changing towards less edited videos? Um, I think it's different for different audiences. So like if you are going after like kids and stuff, then in that particular case, um, you are, um, you know, you are probably going to lean more on that particular type of style if you're going for like a younger crowd. Um, in your particular case, because you're going, you know, you're doing finance content, um, I think that, you know, uh, just from what I'm seeing, it seems like, you know, some audiences are absolutely kind of tired, or I won't say tired, it's just not, you know, it's just not the, the the right style for them. So because of that, um, if you've noticed, if you're doing yours and you've noticed that like people are, uh, you know, they're, they're just not sticking around, you know, through that particular thing because they find it either cringy or just too much or whatever, then in that particular case, I would slow it down a little bit. Um, uh, but, you know, for, for some audiences though, like they still respond to it, but I'm one of those people that you're talking about to where like when I'm watching content, I'm just not responding to that stuff anymore. Even if I see like a, like a TikTok or a short or something, as soon as it slides up and everything's all crazy, I'm like, okay, this is like, okay, are we going to get through this part? Um, or if it keeps going, then I'll be like, eh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll swipe and watch something else unless it's like actually, you know, like if they're using the editing in order to do the heavy lifting for the content, then I'll swipe away. But if it's good content and the editing is just there to kind of support it, then in that particular case, I'll stick around. So, uh, so here, next up, we've got uh, Violetta Inc. Violetta Inc. Um, they do educational content. The goal of the channel is to reach more sales at our store. And the question is, I stopped uploading videos about two years ago and like to know what do you recommend to do after so long? I uploaded two videos and they're doing similar as the ones I was doing two years ago, but I was wondering if there are new tricks to reach more views. So, um, when it comes to YouTube, uh, one thing that we all have to kind of face is that, um, um, is that when it comes to YouTube, there isn't necessarily like tricks or hacks or, you know, anything like that. There is understandings, there's skills that you develop, there are strategies and tactics that you apply to the channel, there are best practices, you know, all of that. But when it comes to like tricks and, you know, things like that, um, I encourage everybody to just like remove, just scrape all that stuff out of your, you know, vocabulary and, and instead start thinking like, okay, 
Um, how can I make better content for the people that I'm trying to reach? Um, how can I make my content more identifiable from the outside for the people I'm trying to reach? How can I make my content more clear from the outside for the people I'm trying to reach and more compelling from the outside for the people that I'm trying to reach? Um, I would work on those things more than um, looking around for, you know, like tricks and things like that. And I know that you're just kind of saying that in passing, um, but I'm just kind of using that as a moment to, you know, get on a soapbox for a second. But, uh, but you know, one thing that I recommend also is like, I actually went through my entire YouTube channel. And if anybody finds any, feel free to, you know, like send me a DM and just kind of point it out and I'll change it too. Um, but I had a few months ago, or maybe not even a few months ago, it might've been right around the, uh, the turn of the new year. Um, because I, I like, for me personally, like I see all these channels that are like, you know, eight hacks to do this, or here's the secret to, you know, growing your YouTube channel. And here's this. And I'm like, man, that's so like, I understand that it can be compelling and it can get people to click and get people to watch the videos. But at the same time, it's misleading and it's, it's sending the wrong message because, you know, everything that's being shared in those particular cases, it's not a secret, right? Like you, everything that that person says in that video, you can freely find online somewhere. Um, when it comes to, uh, you know, like, Hey, this, this hack, uh, will, you know, get, you know, more of this or whatever. It's like, you know, it's not a hack. What you're doing is you're actually, you know, just like, you know, just teaching people the same, you know, stuff. You're just framing it around a hack. Right. So, uh, so because of that, I would just try to, you know, just respond less to that stuff. You're not going to, or maybe you will, but you know, other people won't, they'll still continue to respond to it. Um, but I would just try to remove that type of thing from your vocabulary and, and just start thinking like, okay, I'm putting out content, right? It doesn't matter if it's a YouTube video, doesn't matter if it's a live stream or a short, doesn't matter if it's on TikTok or on Instagram, doesn't matter if it's on Facebook, doesn't matter if it's a blog post. If you're putting out content of any kind, all you gotta do is think to yourself, okay, what are the people that I'm serving with my content? What are they going to get out of this? Um, are they going to get to it fast? Am I doing anything to waste their time? Um, am I making this compelling? Am I making it interesting? If I'm telling stories, are they interesting? Um, you know, uh, am I am I making it easy for them to you know see what this is when you know YouTube presents it to them? Uh, when if I'm in the short shelf, for example, and my video you know just pops up somewhere, then am I being clear in my communication on what they might get out of this short, or am I starting the video in a place where the people that are interested in my type of content to where they would be able to you know identify? Like if you're a gamer and you're uploading short content. In that particular case, I wouldn't start the short with you. I would start it with game footage, right? Game footage of you talking underneath it and then go into your opinions about the game or whatever the thing is, right? So like, uh, you know, just thinking more about, you know, how can I do this in a way that's going to, uh, that's going to, you know, be better for the viewers, just focus on that stuff. And when you focus on that stuff and you start thinking like, am I doing anything that's just going to interrupt them? Like if I want them to get to the end of this video, then is there anything that I'm doing that I'm just adding to this video to kind of fluff it up a little bit? If so, take it out. Is there anything that I'm adding to this video? Like for example, cause I know in your case, you're trying to get people to your store, your website, so in that case, do I have a segment where I like as the video is starting, I'm trying to push people over to my website? If so, then it's going to hurt you, right? Because in that particular case, you're going to be causing people to leave platform right at the beginning of your video. And that's going to be horrible signals to YouTube in terms of how people are enjoying your content because you're literally making them leave your video for, for you know, for the people that, that do follow that. So uh, because of that, it's just important to think about the viewers that you're trying to reach and how you can make the best content for them and that you just strip away the like, okay, how can I, what's the secret to grow my YouTube channel? Just make content for the people that understand the people that you're making content. And it's not a secret. Understand the people that you're serving with your content and make the best content that you can for them. Learn from the data that YouTube gives you in your YouTube analytics and 
experiment with every video that you publish, trying to get things a little bit better with everyone. That's the secret, right? That's the hack. <laughs> Next up, um, we've got Colorful Tales. Colorful Tales, um, they do indie colorful makeup content. The goal of the channel says I make indie makeup lovers learn about new products, play with makeup, and have fun. I like to get monetized. I have over 4,000 um, of watch time, uh, but I haven't hit 1,000 subscribers yet. So the question is, makeup is a very competitive niche, so I'm trying to uh, optimize the correct metrics to hit 1,000 subs. Longer videos help with total watch time. Short videos help with higher view duration. Which one of these two metrics should I prioritize for YouTube algorithm to show my videos more? Satisfaction. So um, the higher percentage viewed is important and the watch time is also important. So if you have a 20 minute video and people watch for 10 minutes of that video, you're still getting 10 minutes of watch time on that particular video. Um, in other words, you're keeping people on platform uh, engaged with your content for 10 minutes. If you upload a three minute video in that particular case, if you get people watching, you know, a D or we'll just say five minute video. If you get people watching, you know, um, most of that particular video, then you're still getting less watch time, but they are watching more of it, which also shows that YouTube, that people are enjoying that too. So because of that, both of those things are taken into account. And I wouldn't necessarily, you know, uh, think of it in terms of like, okay, well, I'm going to make a three minute video and just try to get people to the end. What I would think is I'm going to make this video as long as it needs to be. And in that situation, um, if it ends up being longer, that's great. If it ends up being shorter, that's also fine. And during that process, as people are going to be coming into my video, what I'm define all these things in the content, what is it that I'm going to be doing to keep these people watching for a longer period of time? How, when my video starts, am I going to grab their attention and actually pull them into this after that first 30 seconds? Like, what am I going to do to re-engage people after the next 30 seconds? What am I going to do to re-engage people there and just kind of rinse and repeat that process over and over again? Um, and there, there is, you know, uh, uh, you know, something to longer videos. Like if you, if you upload like a, you know, a one hour piece of content, people watch it for 40 minutes or 20 minutes, that's going to be fantastic, right? In terms of, you know, the response for that video. Um, and if you upload a five minute video and people watch, you know, uh, four minutes of it, that's also, you know, okay. So uh, because of that, just make the videos as long as they need to be and just focus on whatever the length of the video is. How can I get people to watch just a little bit longer? Um, how can I make sure that if they watch this and YouTube shows them a survey after they watch it, how can I ensure that the people are going to click? Yes, this is what I was looking for. Yes, I was satisfied with this, right? That's what you want to go for. Um, Nor, uh, Nor, Super Norks Tukey says, what number am I to get mine answered? Um, I'm not sure because um, I just answer them in the order they're received and I don't see a list, I just see the numbers. Um, so I'm not 100% sure, but if you, oh, this is hilarious. It's literally right here. So so you were, you were one question away uh, there. So uh, yeah, um, Norksky's Shorts and Live uh, uploads one time per week or more. Your timing was impeccable. Says uh, they have a short and live stream channel. Now they're thinking like, oh, they went two bucks. <laughs> but uh, the goal of the channel is to get monetized. The question is, um, how can I get more views on YouTube? So really quick, Daniel Patal in the house says, learning from Nick is a great way to start this Super Bowl uh, slash big game weekend. Smash that like button deep into the end zone. Love it. Is it Super Bowl weekend? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not into football and I'm not in the States. So like I miss all the advertising and, you know, whatnot. Uh, uh, so yeah, awesome. 
Yeah. So just as a reminder to uh, Daniel, my brother, for those of you that are hanging out here on either side, if you're in the short shelf or if you are uh, here for the other side, um, uh, they are doing a channel review live stream in about two hours. So basically what that is, is they actually pull up YouTube channels based on like this giveaway tool where you just put something in the chat. Um, it just one word in the chat and then it randomly picks somebody out of the chat. They pull it up and then they give you like a tip on something that you can do better with your YouTube channel. It's an awesome thing. They do it as like a game show theme. It's uh, super cool. But um, when it comes to getting more views on YouTube, here's the thing. Uh, and this is for Norse, uh, Norks Turkey. Sorry, I'm, I'm having trouble uh, saying the name there. But when it comes to getting more views on YouTube, everything comes down to helping people. I mean, you're doing live streams and you're doing shorts. So um, in your particular case, since you're doing shorts, it's gonna come down to your ability to one, continually put out shorts that are you know for a specific audience. Um, if you want more views just in general, then making content about things that are just broader in nature. So for example, if you make videos about you know, computer accessories, your channel can do great and your, you know, your channel can, you know, get really big and all that stuff because a lot of people have computers. If you do it on phones, you can probably get, make it even bigger because, you know, everyone has a phone where some people have a computer. Um, in addition to that, if you go even wider and you start talking about, you know, things that are popular in the world, like, you know, movies and, you know, just pop culture in general, then there's tons of people that are interested in that stuff. That's why it's popular culture. Um, and because of that, it also gives you just like a super wide audience. So if you're doing shorts, you know, you can consider, you know, those types of things because they are, you know, super wide. Um, in addition to that, um, you need to make sure that you are paying attention to how people are responding to your shorts. YouTube does give us audience retention reports for those and look for things that keep people watching and look for places that people leave, um, leave those as well. So for every short you publish, every video you publish and every live stream that you do, you can go into your uh, account, go into your content, click on that piece of content, go into the analytics for that content, and then you can uh, uh, look at the audience retention reports um, directly in your analytics there. Next 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 question that we have here um let's see so really quick uh tim connell connelly drum says drumming channel with uh six thousand subs i'm monetized and my goal is to get more views i'm currently uploading weekly all drumming related but includes reaction videos gear reviews and drum lessons yeah all that's fine um you know the the whole thing is just to make sure that you're just targeting everything towards drummers right so you've already got six thousand subs so you have a proof of concept now it just comes down to like learning how to serve them better right like how can i make my videos better um, how can i be more clear in my communication how can i pace the videos in a way or, or teach people you know in a way or share my review information in a way that you know makes the most sense to people and you just you know, work all of that through, um, through your audience retention reports. And then also thinking about, you know, like, uh, if I'm doing drum reviews and then I'm doing drum lessons, then you also have to make sure that you are thinking about, you know, like where people are at in the process that are interacting with your content. So for example, like if you um, do like advanced drumming techniques, but then, you know, you're targeting new drummers, then you might create a disconnect there. But if you're doing, uh, you know, drumming content and then you're doing some drumming gear reviews, also thinking about it through that lens of like, okay, what level am I trying to reach people at? Am I trying to target all drummers? Am I trying to target drummers that are getting started? Am I trying to target, you know, professional drummers? Am I trying to target, uh, you know, drummers that are, you know, just kind of figuring things out, but they're not new, but they're not pro um, uh, and figuring that out. But just keep in mind as that when you start at beginner, the higher up you go and closer you get to the professional, the less people there's going to be um, that you can serve there. So uh, next up, we've got, um, we did that one already. So next up, 
And if you are just joining us, um, just as a heads up here, uh, what we're doing is we are talking about everything YouTube. So I have a form down in the description. Um, it's also getting pinned into the uh, chat here as well. Um, but basically that form is where you can put your questions and then we try to get through as many of those questions as we possibly can here on the stream. Um, we're cruising through them today. So um, where we stand right now, we could probably take on a handful more and still get to them. It's gotta be close, but, uh, but, we're, but we're getting there. So uh, the Christian Hardscaper is our next uh, channel that we have here. They do how-to vlog content. The goal of the channel is to share and teach the work I do, hardscaping, which is patios, walkways, walls, etc. We just had our driveway done. So uh, wish you were around for that. <laughs> Says, uh, hey, Nick, I hope all is well. Um, I've been implementing things that you teach for over a year now. My channel is growing because of it. I'm at 46,000 subscribers. <laughs> love it, love it, love it in just under two years of starting the channel, so thank you for what you do. Um, could you explain the new Brand Connect program a little bit and what benefits may be, downsides to it? Um, I've not got into any affiliate market yet, um, or do I sell merch because it's a little confusing, honestly, and I want my videos to stay genuine. Anyway, thanks again for your time. So I have an entire dedicated video on YouTube Brand Connect, um, and it's something that I've published. I think if you go and look at my last maybe 10 or 15 videos, um, it's within that list. So just hit my videos page, and you'll see like a deep dive on that. Um, when it comes to like affiliate marketing and doing merch, I also have a video step-by-step -step on how to set up merch. So if you do like, you know, how to set up YouTube merch and then put my name, if you do that in YouTube search, then that will come up. If you do YouTube brand connect and then put my name in YouTube search, then it's going to come up there. Um, that will give you both of those videos. And both of them are like deep dives into, um, into those things and a bunch of things to consider more of a thought out video that will add more value to you than just kind of like freestyling here on the live stream. That's why I'm recommending you go do those. So next up, um, we've got, really quick, we got um, Adventures in Dirt. What's going on? And also Dream Builder says, hey, Nick, any updates on the StreamYard account? So you should, yeah, you should have gotten your uh, stuff. So make sure you check your emails and everything. If not, then just DM me and I'll get it sorted. But all that stuff was sent out to everybody, like, you know, within, I think, like two or three weeks of, uh, of, the, uh, of the winnings. So Adventures in Dirt says, any tips for getting impressions, gaining impressions after coming back from almost a year off? Um, lack of watch history on my old viewers gets me lack of new impressions starting over. Best thing you can do is just make sure that you are making content that's in alignment with the audience that you're trying to reach still, you know, if it's the same people. Um, in addition to that, you know, getting consistent again. Um, I would also just study, you know, the other people in your niche right now and just look at the content that they're publishing that people are responding to. Look for anything complimentary that you can do there, anything that would oppose their content. Like somebody's like, hey, this is the thing. Then, you know, coming at it from a different angle, that kind of stuff. Um, making sure that you're keeping that in mind. Also, if you do have um, anybody interacting with the previous content that you had um, if you go into your if you go into your analytics on your channel one of the things you're going to see if you scroll down that very first page that you land on um, you're going to see the top videos that are bringing in the viewership currently on your channel so what you want to do is you want to go and look and make sure that you are oh hey really quick on the um, StreamYard account dream builder so Jerry says that there was never an email, it just showed up in my account. So if you have a StreamYard account already, it will have just showed up. If you do not, then you should have gotten an email on it. Um, thanks for that, Jerry, I appreciate it, man. 
But when it comes to um, that, you basically go into your analytics and then you scroll down and then um, you're gonna see the videos that are bringing in the traffic to your channel, you know, currently for whatever date range that you select. So what you can do is you can um, go there and you can be like, okay, these are the videos that are bringing in people. Even if it's not a lot of people, then you can say these are the videos that are bringing in people over the last 28 days. So, or the last 90 days, if it's not a lot. So because of that, let me make something topically that would be of interest to these people um, that are interacting with these videos that are bringing in the traffic to the channel. And the reason for that is because, and you're already in tune with this because you mentioned here, uh, lack of watch history, right? So uh, one thing that you gain an advantage of there is that you know those people are recently interacting with your content. So that's why you wanna make something complimentary to that content um, so that you can, you know, hopefully get some of those people clicking on it to give it a nice start, you know, when you publish it. And if you're just joining us, I do want to let everybody know that we are talking about everything YouTube related. So if you're a YouTube content creator, you are in the right place. Um, what we're doing is a Q&A. Um, I'm pulling the questions from a form down in the description. We're probably going to do a quick lightning round here a little bit later um, to where we just try to answer as many questions as we possibly can in the shortest amount of time possible. Um, but currently, I'm pulling them from the form that is um, down in the description of the live stream. And uh, Doug is also posting that uh, same form in the chat as well um, over in in the uh, short shelf also. And I'm actually just gonna pin this, Doug, so you don't have to uh, keep doing that if that stays up in the uh, thing there. That'll make that a little bit easier. So uh, next up on our list here, got number uh, number 26 is uh, is where we're at. Uh, Betty Boop, yeah, my pleasure. Glad you're enjoying the content. Um, Jay's Place is our next channel. They upload one time per week or more. They do it on their iPad. Um, the type of channel says it's very random. Goal is to get subscribers. Question, um, how do you link to your merch store to your channel and what website do you recommend? I use Spreadshop for that. And when it comes to linking it to your channel, um, once you get access to that, then you basically just go into your monetization settings and then you start the process over in your monetization settings where you uh, connect everything. Um, it's real clear. Once you go into your monetization settings, um, it, it's really clear. And then you just basically just follow their wizard. You have to create the account over on the, the, the shop first, and then you can just go through and you can connect everything directly through. Um, next up on our list here, we've got Mike's Philippine Retirement. Nice. Love it. Um, they have a Philippine Retirement and Expat Life in the Philippines channel. The goal of the channel is a second income. Uh, the question is, some of my videos have good views and the others just die. Is it the thumbnail? I started using some AI for thumbnails. Yeah. So when it comes to AI for thumbnails, um, my thoughts on that um, are are this. Um, so AI thumbnails can be effective, but you have to make sure that you are still focusing on the right things. So just because it's an AI thumbnail doesn't guarantee that it's going to get views. Some people won't click on it, you know, if they're familiar with what that even looks like. Some people won't click on it just because they'll think that it's an AI video behind it. So because of that, some people just won't click on it. Like I don't click on those as much. Um, when it comes to the, uh, uh, like the really good thumbnails, like for example, you're in the Philippines. So let's say that you were to use like uh, mid journey um, version six and you were like, you know, Philippine beach with, you know, people walking on the beach. And then you're like, you know, the whole video is about, you know, your trip to the beach or whatever. In that particular case, then the beach itself, you know, would be a thing that might grab the attention of people that are interested in the Philippines, but a Philippine flag 
would probably reach more people that are interested in retirement in the Philippines than uh, than you know just a, a scene of a beach, right? So because of that, adding those types of details to help people identify it uh, is definitely you know a move. You can see this on my channel. So if you look at my thumbnails, you see I use like either the YouTube logo or the word YouTube or the word YouTuber um, in my titles. I use it in my thumbnails, like I do all of that for the sake of helping people just identify that my that my content has something to do with YouTube because. If if you're a YouTuber, all that stuff's on your mind, right? So when you see a YouTube logo, it's like, oh, YouTube, right? And uh, so if you see that on your homepage, it's just one way for me to, you know, grab your attention there so that hopefully you'll read the title and hopefully you'll, you know, come into, uh, come in, come into the thing. So Chad says we get to see your right hand like we've never seen before. Yep, look at that. Hey, hey, there we go. Right hand. Hey, Chad, man, I'm learning to play guitar. Got a nylon string now. So I have an electric guitar, bass. I um, have an acoustic guitar too, just like regular strings. I don't like it. I don't like what it sounds like, but I got a nylon string and I'm like starting to learn how to uh, play. Since you're a guitar player, I um, figured you would uh, you would enjoy that. And, and uh, just a heads up here for the retirement channel, we got uh, Z Gang saying hello from the Philippines. So you've got uh, uh, someone from the Philippines uh, here. And another thing too, um, you know, on the Philippines channel, if you are, uh, you know, trying to reach expats that are like interested in the Philippines or just sharing your vlog or something like that, then in that particular case, maybe putting like expat or, you know, something like that in there, um, you know, retired expat, something along those lines, just to kind of help people identify it. So the D and low show, love the name. The type of channels all in one channel, pranks, challenges, vlogs, story times, and cooking. We got a lot to talk about here. Goal of the channel is to gain more viewers and subscribers and to build a solid audience. And the question is, what am I doing wrong on my channel to where it's not growing views or subscriber wise? Glad you asked, because I was going to tell you. So um, the problem is you mentioned here, or one of the problems, I don't know, you know, the quality of content that you're putting out, but a big spotlight um, when I was reading what type of channel you have here, the your answer was all in one channel, pranks, challenges, vlogs, story times, and cooking. So here's the problem. So if you're trying to grow a subscriber base, it's important to think about um, your channel as a destination for a certain type of viewer for a certain type of content or a certain set of interests, right? So when you're making content that are pranks, vlogs, story times, and cooking, what you're doing is you are segmenting your audience. So that's never a good idea, but if you are going to do that, when you're first getting started is the worst time to do that. Reason for that is because, let's say you're established. Let's say you've got you know 2,000 videos on your YouTube channel or 1,000 videos on your YouTube channel. Well, if you got 1,000 pranks and challenges on your YouTube channel and then you start putting out some cooking content, the pranks and challenges are still gonna run the channel even though you're bringing the most traffic most likely unless you just make some awesome cooking videos. But those are gonna bring in the most traffic or the most viewership. But when it comes to the cooking content, if you were to publish one of those, maybe it'll do okay, maybe it's a dud or whatever, but you're still gonna have that prank content that's going to you know continue to bring in you know the core of your audience. But when you're new, we're throwing a wrench into that whole thing. And Daniel Batal is like, I heard guitar. Uh, but you're throwing a wrench in the whole thing when you're new and you're, you're putting out all those different types of content because how YouTube works is this. 
Let's say that I come to your YouTube channel and I watch one of your pranks and I'm like, wow, this is great. Loved it. I'm liking it. I'm watching it all the way to the end. I might even go watch another one of your prank videos, right? Maybe YouTube's going to recommend me one right at the end of your video, or maybe you are going to say, hey, I got you know some more pranks over here. Make sure you click on this and go watch it now. Now I'm going to click on that. I'm going to go watch another prank video. YouTube, because I've liked the video, let's say I've commented, I've watched two videos back to back. YouTube system is going to detect it and say, wow, this person's really liking this channel. So let's show some of the archive or, and let's show this next video that they publish. Well, if that next video is a cooking video, I don't watch cooking videos on YouTube unless there's something very specific that I'm trying to learn how to cook. And because of that, when I do, I go to YouTube search. There are foodies that watch, you know, cooking content all the time. But for me, I don't watch that, but I do watch prank content sometimes. So because of that, what just happened is you brought me in from your pranks, but then I start getting some cooking content. Or I start getting some vlogs or story times from you. Well, I'm not into vlogs or story times or cooking content. So because of that, what's going to happen is YouTube's going to present some of this to me to just test it and see if I'm into it because I liked your pranks so much and they detected that. Well, if I don't respond to those cooking videos and stuff along with a bunch of other people that came in on your prank content, then in that particular case, that content, YouTube is going to be like, wow, the people that should be the most engaged in this because they're loving all the content on this channel, they're not responding to it. And what happens there is it causes those videos to have a rough start, okay? Now, the bigger problem, and that's just when you're getting going like just with, you know, that by itself. The bigger problem is let's say you have your prank videos and out of your prank videos, those are doing okay and you're growing audiences from your prank videos of people that are interested in the prank videos. And then let's say some of your cooking videos start doing well and you start getting a lot of search traffic and then YouTube starts being like, okay, hey, we got, you know, some people that are interested in, in the cooking videos and they're really liking these. So let's start recommending some of this other content from the channel to those people. And then it starts recommending some of your, you know, challenges or your pranks to, you know, some of those people, then they don't click on that. Right. And so basically what happens is you start growing, you know, a prank audience, a vlog audience, a story time audience and a cooking audience, people that are interested in cooking food or uh, cooking content. And what happens is when you publish one of those pieces of content, it's going to get recommended to some of the people that are liking some of the other content, which is going to end up, you know, hurting the performance of those videos. So because of that, what I recommend to you specifically is I recommend that you pick one of those. And that you say, okay, we're going to do either the, ch the challenges, we're going to do the pranks, we're going to do the vlogs, we're going to do the story times, we're going to do the cooking. And you just double down on that and pick the one that you're the most interested in. Um, you can also go the other way to where if it's like, hey, when I publish videos, when I publish a prank video, it does great. Or when I publish a cooking video, it does great compared to the other. Whatever it is that's doing the best, you can say, okay, I'm going to just double down on whichever thing is doing the best. Um, and then in that case, you just follow the audience in that direction. Or... You say, okay, you know what, if I'm going to be doing this for the next, you know, however many years or whatever, then in that case, what do I want to be known for? What do I want to actually build? What type of resource as a channel do I want to build for a particular type of viewer? And then get to work on building that through that content that all resonates with that particular type of viewer. So Carnuby uh, Gaming News says how. So in this particular case, the how is by just picking one. So what they're doing is they're uploading uh, channel prank videos, they're uploading uh, challenge videos, they're uploading vlogs, story times, and cooking content. That's all for different types of viewers. So because of that, all they have to do is pick one and just say, you know what, for the next however long, I'm just going to continue publishing cooking videos, or I'm gonna continue publishing prank videos, and I'm just gonna make my channel a prank channel, or I'm gonna make my channel a cooking channel, or I'm gonna make it a story time channel or a vlog channel and so on. Um, let's see here, next up on our list here, 
we've got and if you are just joining us by the way we are talking about everything uh youtube related i'm answering these questions in the order that they come in through a form that is down in the description below if you're watching the 16 by 9 version of this and it is pinned at the top of the chat if you are um, watching this in shorts right now or at the bottom i should say it's pinned at the bottom of the screen so if you pit if you click on that um, name down in the bottom that's in blue says Doug Hewson YT. Then uh, there's a direct link to the form. It's going to take you to a Google form. You can put your question in there. I'm trying to get through as many as I can here. So we might get to it. We might not. Not sure. It just depends on how, you know, efficiently we can get through all these. Ty's Hot Mess History. What's going on? Hope you're doing great. Welcome uh, to the stream. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dadiva, just me, says, I got monetization when two of my videos went viral. Congratulations to you. High five this bump for getting monetized. Love it. Um, Rebecca Chan says, I just put my question in. Hope uh, you have time to get to it. Yeah, we're getting, we're, you know, just, we're going. So uh, I hope that I have time to get to it too. <laughs> so Geology Dude um, says they upload one time per week or more. They do education and geology content. The goal of the channel is education and influence. The question is, does YouTube limit impressions for channel content that is dominated by AI content? So I wonder if my 360 degree videos are being incorrectly interpreted as AI content when it's not. My views have dropped a lot lately. How can I contact YouTube to fix this issue so when it comes to uh like your views dropping that's usually not like a youtube issue it's a it's a how the audiences are responding to the content that you're publishing um issue but if you do think there is a problem um i'm 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 pretty sure i mean things happen but i'm pretty sure that it's probably not detecting 360 content as ai content but if you just want confirmation or you just want to raise it to somebody's attention just to have somebody take a look then i recommend that you reach out to team youtube on twitter so anybody here that's a youtube content creator make sure that you have a twitter account and make sure that you follow team youtube also follow renee ritchie also follow creator liaison um also follow uh let's see here yeah, those will get you started. Follow me, you know, um, and then I retweet a bunch of stuff. So just go through all my retweets and just follow all those things that I retweet. <laughs> that'll, that'll head you in that uh, right direction. So uh, next up, we've got uh, this one here. They do food and lifestyle content. The goal is to monetize. And the question is, how do you get more views for your old videos? So technically, if you're wanting to get views for your old videos, what you can do is you make a new video that leads people to the old video. So for example, um, let's say right here that this is the, um, uh, yes, Rebecca Chan, it is absolutely absurd, uh, absurd that we need to get support on Twitter. So technically you can get it in your creator studio as well, um, but for, um, you know, for like a, a faster, not faster, but for specific things, it seems like going to Twitter is the uh, the answer, but you can get it in your creator studio too. So if you go down to the bottom left-hand side, once you're in your creator studio um, on a computer, if you go to the bottom left-hand side of the screen, um, you can get support there too. But yeah, just the fact that, that, that you, yeah. But anyway, what was the uh, question that I was going to do here? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting views in the old videos. So what you can do if you want to get views on your old videos is as long as people responded well to those, if the impressions have just died off for a period of time, then you can update things, go in, update the title, update the description a little bit, change the thumbnail, and see if the thumbnail and title change causes people when YouTube is showing it to people, giving an impression is what that's called. When, when YouTube shows it to people, if they start responding differently, then that can help more views come in there. In addition to that, you can feature some of that content on your channel page so that if somebody's really engaging in your new content, they go to your channel page to you know, see what else you're doing. Organizing your content into playlists or into sections on your channel page, and you do that by 
taking your content, saying like, okay, this is about these things, this is about these things as an example, if you're doing cooking content, these are desserts, these are dinners, these are lunches, um, these are quick meals, these are, you know, family meals, that kind of stuff, and you just break it down based on the things that your viewers are coming to you for, then in that case, when people hit your channel page, they can scroll down, they can see the different, you know, categorized content there, and they can go into your content that way, and if people start going into a lot of that content, YouTube detects like, wow, people are really enjoying this all of a sudden, then, you know, those videos can also start getting a little bit of lift. Um, in addition to that, you can go in and post optimized content for search as well. And when you post optimize content for uh, search, then in that particular case, then you might end up, you know, showing up in YouTube search. Um, and then of course, there's the, the big thing, which is you make a really good video. And then at the end of that video, if you have an old video on your channel that you think would be relevant to that video that somebody is watching that new one, then you can make sure that you add <clears throat> you can make sure you add an end screen uh, that leads people into that particular video, or you can also, you know, have a card to where you reference that video and you're like, yeah, I'll put a link to it here and down in the description. Um, and then by doing those things, you can also send people into older content. But keep in mind, you know, if it's older content and it's not that great, then there's no real reason to send people into it if they, you know, didn't have a good experience with it. But um, if it is good content, you know it's good content, people responded to it well in the past, then you can always send people to content in your archive and you also wanna make sure on your channel page that you have the For You section turned on because one thing that's awesome about the For You section is that YouTube is um, also prioritizing content based on content that it thinks that people are likely to enjoy. Oh, it looks like I'm having some issues here with my uh, shorts thing. There we go, okay. Uh, maybe Wi-Fi or something. But, uh, but basically, uh, with that, um, yeah, that should get you sorted. And really quick, uh, Renee says, uh, uh, creator support studio is better in most cases. It eliminates a lot of back and forth slowdown. Yes, where you can just directly chat with people. So yeah, keep that in mind too when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the uh, chat support also. Super chat. Shark Scrapper says, Nick, you're an animal. I can barely keep up with one chat in my live stream. I can't imagine two chats and the rest of your awesomeness. Great job. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, so what I've got is I've got StreamYard chat over here so that I can, you know, star stuff and pin it if I need to. Um, I've got another thing here that I can also star um, comments and stuff with. I've got two YouTube live chats also. Um, that are just pulled directly from the live studio. So I've got basically three streams of chats here, and then I've got one here in a tab that, you know, that I go to um, sometimes where I also get like, you know, mod stuff and, you know, things like that. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list here, we've got... Jana, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Jana. Um, let's see here. So they, the goal of the channel says I'm a DJ and produce and I upload mashups, remix events, videos, and more. Question was the best way to use TubeBuddy Keyword Explorer tags to rank. So first off, it's important to know that when it comes to um, any of the tools that show your ranking in your tags, that ranking is biased to your account. It does not mean that everybody on YouTube is going to see it ranked for that. Um, it's biased to your account, so it really doesn't mean a lot. Um, it just shows you like for you where, that, where it shows up. Um, so because of that, what you want to do is you just want to, when it comes to tags, first, it's important to understand that they're not even that important anymore. Um, or I, I would say that they're not important, but YouTube will remove the box when they're zeroed out, when they have zero you know, reason to be there. Um, but when it comes to using um, uh, the tag 
the tags from TubeBuddy. Basically, just pick ones that are relevant to the video, add them real quick, and then let it roll. When it comes to using TubeBuddy's Keyword Explorer, that's a totally different thing. So when it comes to that, what you want to look for is you want to look for uh, keywords or keyword phrases that have a high search volume but lower competition or at least competition that you think that you can compete with based on how they optimize. But when it comes to the optimization, that's not the only game because which because it shows you the optimization, right? It shows you that score. But regardless of how they're optimized, YouTube system is smart enough now to basically prioritize content simply based on response. And sometimes that isn't even like it doesn't even have those keywords in it. It's just YouTube has detected that people, you know, respond to that for that particular term. And based on the content of the video, it's still tested there and people respond to it. So because of that, sometimes you'll see videos that don't even have keywords or keyword phrases outranking videos that do. However, the default setting for YouTube search is relevance. What that means is, is if somebody's looking for a very specific thing, how to bake a cake, and your content is optimized for how to bake a cake, how to bake a cake, then in that particular case, your videos at least have a chance there. Um, but everything is based on how people respond. So when it comes to YouTube search, they're looking for watch time per impression. And of course, just general satisfaction, like every other surface of YouTube. And because of that, even though you might have all the right words in your title, even though you might have all the right words in your description, even though you might have a great looking thumbnail, if people don't well, respond well to the video content, then in that particular case, then you're going to get outranked by the people that do um, have the content that people do respond well to. So just keep that in mind. Another way to use key, uh, TubeBuddy's Keyword Explorer is um, when it comes to uh, like search, there's that. But it also just gives you insights into things that people are looking for at high volumes. So the reason that that's important is because if you're making content and like there's not a lot of people even, you know, looking for it really, then in that case, you wouldn't even want to optimize that for search. Instead, you'd want to repackage it in a way that would make more sense for YouTube's recommendation system. Um, but if it is something that, you know, uh, that is high volume in terms of, you know, search, even if you don't optimize for search, if you make it clear about that topic, you're basically... You're basically using their keyword explorer to identify things or prove that people are interested in the things that you're talking about or the very specific thing that you're talking about or sharing or showing in your video. All right. Um, next up, YouTube does have the uh, go live together feature. Um, it's not called a duet, but it's a uh, go live together feature. They do have that, uh, but I do not have that uh, enabled here for this stream. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list. Yeah, so Manny Rabo's motivation says, let's keep in mind on average more than 150,000 new videos are uploaded to YouTube every minute. Yeah, over 500 hours of content. Um, and that that's like old information. I'm sure it's more than that now. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of content and you're competing with all of it. Not all of it. You're competing with the content that the system thinks that is a good fit for the people that you're trying to reach. Um, it's not just your niche. So because of that, Step one, as a new content creator, if you want to do better for everybody that's here, if you want to do better as a YouTube content creator, step number one is to get your content to a level that's competitive for the platform. Because if it's not competitive, then it's going to show, but it's not going to stay there, right? It's good. They're going to test it to see if it's competitive. But if it's not competitive in terms of how people respond to it, then then it's it's not going to it's not going to you know it's not going to do well. But as soon as you cross that threshold to where it's like, okay, it's competitive against all this other content, then in that case, you're going to be able to get, you know, and, and rely on a consistent amount of views for, you know, uh, for what it is that you're getting. Geek's life in the house. What's going on, David? Hope you're doing great, man. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. 
So um, just a heads up, you already know all this stuff, but just to remind you, we've got the members-only Facebook group, so make sure that you're in there. I think you're already in there. Um, just go to nimmonvip.com. It's going to redirect you there. We also have our Discord, um, and there's a members-only section in the Discord um, also. So uh, next up on our list, because we got that one taken care of here, um, we've got Comics Undone is our next question. They do comic and movie character explainers. And uh, let's see here. Psycho uh, Core says, what are you planning on doing today? It's actually the end of my day. So where I'm located, it's actually 1044 p.m. Um, is, my, uh, is my current time right now. So um, comic and movie uh, character explainers is the type of channel. Um, the goal of the channel is to share my love for comics and stories. Um, the question is, I have a cartoon bunny as my co-host and mascot. Super smart, by the way. Says, and I've just started um, adding my original story arc and small snippets with him at the end of each comic explainer video. I'm trying to eventually make full episodes involving he and I, but I was trying to think of ways to slowly introduce the story to the audience. Do you think this strategy could work, or is it too much to throw out my audience without being fully established as a storyteller with approximately 200 subs? Here's the thing. Instead of thinking about um, um, like your channel size, think that, like, imagine that every video that you're publishing, because this is true, every video that you're publishing, if it's competitive for YouTube, can compete with big channels on YouTube, right? So just because you have 200 subscribers, don't think that you have a limitation of some kind in terms of, if I can make a piece of content that people really enjoy, it doesn't matter how many subscribers you have. It doesn't matter if you have 10 million or if you have 10. If you make content and people respond well to that content, then people are thinking about the videos, right? As YouTubers, we think about like, oh, you know, I wonder how many subscribers they have and stuff like that. But a viewer, they click on something because they're interested in it, or they, if it pops up in the short shelf, they'll just keep watching because, you know, it's they're interested in some way. And from there, the only thing they're thinking about, like just a, a civilian, right? Like somebody that's not a YouTuber, it's a regular viewer. What they're thinking about is they're thinking about like, hey, is this good or not? That's it. They're not even thinking that. They're just clicking on it like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen here. And then they go in and then based on all of the different decisions that you make through every second of your video, that's going to dictate the outcome of their experience. So because of that, you know, try not to put those limits on yourself and think that you can't do things just because you have 200 subscribers, right? Um, so I just want to make sure that, you know, that, that that's clear. But when it comes to uh, what it is that you're doing, Having your channel trailer, letting people know what's going on there, that's good. Um, you're going to have more people interacting with the video content itself than the people that are hitting your channel page, but it's still good to do that, um, to have that in there, especially with what it is that you're doing. But using the character in there, that's great from the branding side. So what I want you to do um, is I want you to read a book um, or listen to it called Primal Branding. And Primal Branding, it talks about like icons um, and those sorts of things. Part of that is like mascots and, you know, those sorts of things. So. So, uh, and, and just rituals around the content that you're making also, which is part of what you're designing here. I don't know, like it sounds like you're intentional, but I don't know if it's intentional, you know, based on those sorts of things, but you're already heading in the right direction. Um, if you are intentionally doing that or not, I'm not sure, but you're already heading in the right direction. I recommend that you read that book so that you can really lean into what it is that you're doing and understand like deeper things around, you know, that mascot and how you're using it and how you're, you know, uh, ritually leading the video into that mascot, you know, for the end and those sorts of things. I really recommend that you check out that book. It's going to add a lot of value to what it is that you're doing. 
Um, but in terms of um, do you think that the strategy could work? Absolutely, as long as people are following the story. Um, and as long as they're getting into what it is that you're doing, you're going to be able to track that through um, how many, how often you're able to bring people back to the channel um, in terms of, you know, are you getting in front of more new people or more returning viewers? But at 200 subs, you want to be pushing into more newer viewers. That's how the channel is going to grow. And that's how you're going to introduce more people to you and the mascot. Um, so I would make sure that you are, you know, focused on that side of things. But using the mascot, leading into it, having a story arc that's, that kind of goes through the, the entirety of your content, all of that stuff is great. Uh, let's see here. Next up on the list, but make sure that with that, um, try to, you know, have some fulfilling stuff with each video, right? So don't like rely everything on that story arc to where they, if they start with video one or if they start with video 90, where they don't have to watch, you know, 89 videos to catch up, right? So each video needs to stand up, have it stand on its own merit, but having, you know, all of those things intertwined is, is definitely something that you can, uh, that you can do and it's effective. Um, Blake cards is next on our list. Uh, they do, uh, let's see, we're on question. What question are we on now? We're on number 33. So Blake cards, um, their brother and them open and review football cards. The goal is to get monetized. Um, the question is, does YouTube prioritize minutes watched or percentage of the video watched? If we post a 10 minute video that gets an average of five minutes watched, um, or a four minute video that gets an average of three minutes watched, technically a 10 minute video kept the videos, kept them watching longer and helped our watch hours towards monetization. But the four minute minute video had a greater percentage of the video watched. So if they're watching the 10 minute video, but you do have a high complete rate, even though that particular video, um, you know, uh, they didn't watch as, you know, they didn't watch it in its entirety, but you'll still have people completing that video. Um, in that particular case, it's fine. Here's what, here's what I want you to do there. Like this stuff does matter. Um, the total watch time and the percentage viewed, all of that matters for the videos that you're publishing. What I want you to do is go into your audience retention reports and then, um, select the option for, uh, compared to other content or compared to other videos. When you do that, it's going to show you how competitive your videos are. So what you want to do is you want to try to, you know, just keep people watching regardless of the length of the video. You want to keep people watching as long as you possibly can. If it's five minutes or if it's 10 minutes or whatever, keep them watching as long as they can, but you also don't want to waste people's time. So you don't want to fluff videos out just for the sake of having a longer video. Instead, you want to design the video in a way that's going to create a great experience for people so that they won't just want to watch that one video. So that they'll be like, wow, this is great. Let me watch another one. And then let me watch another one and let me watch another one. Because one of the things that you didn't, you know, uh, account for is let's say on that 10 minute video, they ended up leaving and going to your channel page and watching more of your content. Or in that five minute video or three minute video, uh, they end up leaving and going and watching more of your content there. Um, let's say they click on one of your recommended videos or they click on one of the links in your video description and it takes them right into another video or a card that you put in the video. Then what you're doing there is you're compounding the watch time, you know, on on that content. So when it comes to, you know, one or the other, um, I would just say we're going to make this content and we're going to make this content as good as we possibly can, regardless on length, uh, regardless of length. If you can make longer videos, that can be advantageous because you can add more, you know, ads to them and things like that once you do get monetized. So there are advantages there. Um, in addition to that, if you do get people watching, you know, long videos and they watch a lot of the long videos, then in that case, those, you know, because they do stack up a lot of watch time. So that can be advantageous as well. But at the end of the day, and I think Renee says it the best, obviously, says, um, 
um, think like a viewer and focus. And he works at YouTube. He's YouTube's creator liaison. He's basically the 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 connection between creators and, and YouTube and YouTube and creators. And he says, think like a viewer and focus on satisfaction. If you can keep people riveted for five minutes or 15 minutes, them loving it and going back and watching another one of your videos is what matters. Viewers also value efficiency. So like Nick said, don't waste their time. Just try to keep them watching longer. Tell the best story that you can in as efficient a way as possible. So that's like directly from, you know, somebody that, you know, that, that works at YouTube. So, you know, like the, the whole, the whole thing is, you know, just make videos as long as they need to be to add the value that, you know, needs to be added and to, you know, create that good experience for the viewers to where when it's done, they're like, that was good. Let me, let me watch another one or let me subscribe and come back and watch more. Like, you know, when you do that and you get good at that, then, you know, then everything else will fall into place. Like it's really easy just a soapbox here for a second. It's really easy to uh, to get caught up in the weeds, so to speak. And like, it's it's smart too, at the same time. Like, it's really good that you're asking these questions because, you know, like like I could have said like, oh yeah, definitely make 10 minute videos, right? If I said that, then it's like, okay, well now I know, what, now, you know, th that that's what I should do. And then you go do it, right? But like when, when, when you get so into the weeds, then it can kind of be like, okay, well, we can't publish this because we can't think of like 10 minutes worth of content or this video only ended up being six minutes. So what can we add to it in order to make it 10 minutes and things like that? Um, so when you get in the weeds, sometimes it can complicate, you know, it can complicate what it is that you're doing. So it's super important to ask those questions. And now that you've had it answered, you can, you know, move on. But like, um, uh, uh, just make sure that you are focused on the thing that's the most important. How do I make good videos for the people that I'm trying to reach? How do I make how do I make it so those people can identify those videos from the outside as something they might be interested in? Focus on those things, and you'll and you'll do great. Um, a lot of nuance in there, but uh, but if you focus on those things, you'll do great. Um, just focus on you know serving the viewers. So Maya Lovey and KMH family says uh, they do lifestyle content. The goal of the channel is to inspire, motivate, and entertain others. The question is, hey Nick, I hope you're having a great day. I am. Had a wonderful day today. Went to the. Uh, Went to the mall, had some pizza with some onions and pineapple on it. Yeah, I'm one of those. Um, had some coffee, um, hung out, you know, a little bit. Figured out the uh, screwed up the you know the shorts live streaming thing, but you know we're going in there on the phone. This is working out okay. I've got this thing like rigged up over here. I don't know if I switched to this one if you're going to be able to see it or not. Yeah, you can. So you see how it's all just kind of like janky over here. So I used, I couldn't find my other, uh, I couldn't find my other uh, uh, thing that I plug in or that I just basically, it's like the, my power bank that is uh, mag safe. So it just it connects by magnet so I can connect the microphone. I didn't have that. Um, I don't know where it is. So I had to like bring this one in from my bedroom and like plug it in. And so it's basically sitting on the MagSafe for that so I can have it lifted up. And it's sitting on its side, so it's not even flat like it's supposed to be. It's sitting on its side, and then I've got the Rodecast or the, the Rode Wireless Go here connected to that so I can get some decent audio into there. Yeah, it's funny. And I tried going live um, uh, from the computer into two different places, but for some reason it didn't take my, uh, my stream in. So uh, I get to figure that out later, but yeah, but my day has been, my day has been fantastic. Thank you for, uh, for saying that. So it says, thank you for your energy and gems uh, that you drop. You've been part of my Saturday morning routine for over three years. We changed the name of my daughter's channel from um, A, it's Maya to Maya Love. Um, we got it re-verified for the check, but the handle at Maya Lovey isn't available. So does that mean that her channel is officially Maya Lovey, just her handle URL is different. Yeah, so so what you did there is you just changed the name. So technically, like um, if if like if somebody were to tag 
that she might come up. You can test this on one of your other channels. I know you have multiple channels. Like go to your uh, like description and start writing in one of your descriptions and then do at and then try to tag it. And then it's going to start listing accounts with that name and see if you can see it in there. If so, then you're, then it's fine. Um, but the the thing with getting the URL and having that match the brand, um, that's a pretty you know that's a pretty powerful thing because then like let's say for example, if there's other people by that name. If I watched your video and then I went to my brother and I was like, hey, man, you got to check out this channel. It's great. You know, here's the name. And then he goes home and he searches for it. He pulls up his phone and he's searching for it. Then he's got to go through like all these channels. And he's got to figure it out and figure out which one it is. So, you know, yours will come up there, but it's deciding, you know, which is the right one. So when you have that custom URL, then you can just be like, yeah, go to YouTube.com slash at and then the name. Right. So it just makes all that stuff a little bit, you know, a little bit easier. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list here. Next up on our list, we got Restored Vessels. Restored Vessels, they do faith-based content. Um, the goal of the channel is to grow my brand and build my community. Um, the question is concerning thumbnails. As I recently started another YouTube channel that focuses more on my business's brand than a personal brand as before, the thumbnails with stock photos and other uh, people and related pics of the video topic perform well. I normally include a title with a pic of myself, but I wanted to pivot. So um, if you are making faith-based content and you're trying to, you know, attract people that are into that, then in that particular case, I would use imagery that reflects that um, versus just using imagery of yourself. You can mix them to where you have, um, to where you have, you know, content that is yours or not content, but like, you know, your face or, you know, you and your thumbnail. And then you also have, uh, you know, some of your faith-based imagery in there to help them identify that way. You can absolutely do that. But in terms of, you know, using the stock photos and stuff like that, you can still do that. Like at the end of the day, if it helps people respond and it helps people or it helps people identify it from the outside, that it's about that thing that they're interested in, that's all that matters, right? So if it's a piece of stock content or whatever, that's fine. But keep in mind, make sure that if you are using a stock image, just make sure that you do have the rights to it. So you don't want to just go to like Google images and get something off of there. They do have like the usage rights thing, but that's, yeah, th that's kind of like a gray thing. So I wouldn't even use that. I would go to like, you know, a, like a official stock image site and use that or take original photos. And then that way you're just ensuring that you are, um, you know, that you're, that you're, that you're playing by the book, which then, you know, you can avoid any copyright issues um, in the future. Florida Manufactured Home Living says there are 14 muscles activated pouring a cup of coffee. So drinking coffee is an act of physical fitness. Now that's a message I can get behind. Cheers to you, my friend. And on that note, I'm actually going to, uh, you're going to like this. Getting my fix in my kitchen, but look at the logo, the plug for the show. Whoa. It don't matter the flavor, I'm gonna get haters a cup or a pot of the gold. I just need you to hold for a little bit longer. This song ain't a joke, it's a banger. You know where you don't. Well, hang it, you won't, but this thing isn't stopping till it's at the top. And I go back upstairs, man, I hope I don't drop it. I know that it's hot. It might seem one's enough, but apparently not. Take a cinnamon shot. Mix it up on the spot. Give it a try. You might like it a lot. I need to 
cup, fiending for caffeine. I need it in my mug. I need to hit the coffee maker, get another cup, fiending for caffeine. I need it in my mug. I need to hit the coffee maker, get another cup, fiending for caffeine. I need it in my mug. Put your cups up here, put your tumblers up here. Now drink it, drink it, cheers. Put your cups up here, put your mugs up here, put your tumblers up here. Now drink it, drink it. All right, I think that's finished. All right, there we go. All right, so Colin Michael, what's going on, man? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Geek's life. David says uh, David likes it. <laughs> yeah, man, I got I got to subscribe one that I do too, which give me a, give me a little bit of time, so I, I don't want to bombard everybody. But I've got a little subscribe one that I made with AI. It's like me sitting in this like hokey looking like uh, hokey corny looking YouTube button covered car. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's super fun. I got my dog in the back. Yeah, it's it's a super fun one. But uh, let's see here. So next up on our list here, um, we've got English Fun Zone. English Fun Zone, they do educational content. The goal of the channel is helping students learn English and make big bucks with YouTube. Question is, in the comments tab, there's something called comments and mentions. How do I put mentions there? I mentioned two YouTubers in my video, and I want to put them there. Um, I did give them a shout out and put links in the description box. I'm glad that you're feeling better. Thank you. Um, so when it comes to that mentions, that's people that are mentioning you um, there. So uh, if you tag them, then they will see that in their area. If you get tagged, then you'll see those tags coming back to you in that area. Um, let's see here. Great question, though. Next up on our list here, we've got Unbeatable. What's going on? Hope that you're doing great. Welcome to the stream. Says uh, the fine critic says they've been on YouTube for less than a year. Um, the type of channel is critic opinion, sharing, story critic, constructive criticism, adults channel. The goal of the channel says to share my opinions with the community <clears throat> and maybe just turn out like the critics that I watch one day, uh, become a big name out there known by many. Um, the question is, Hey Nick, um, art with Mazzy here. Now the reason why the link leads to art with Mazzy channel instead of a critic channel, because I'm not sure what device I want to make the account. Uh, but when I do make it, I want to separate from my two kids channels. Uh, become an adult channel. The reason I want this is because, let's be honest here, what kid um, is going to understand what I'm talking about? Not many kids are going to understand uh, what I'm doing or saying in a constructive story criticism video. So since I know adults would understand better, they're clearly older than toddlers. What things should I look out for as a critic channel that hasn't been made yet, but is planned to eventually be made? So just when it comes to being a uh, critic, then in that particular case, I would just pick something that you're going to criticize. So, for example, are you going to are you going to criticize you know, like movies? Are you going to criticize you know like like what is it that you're going to be a critic of? Um, and then just make all of your content around you know being that type of critic. Um, because the whole idea, TV GGP, what's going on? Welcome to the stream. 
So the whole idea is that when you are, uh, you know, publishing content to YouTube, you want everything that you're publishing to be relevant to a particular type of viewer. And the reason that's important is because when YouTube detects the people that are enjoying your content, it basically looks at other users on the platform that are using YouTube in a similar way and watching similar content as the people that are enjoying yours. And then it'll start recommending your content to the people that haven't seen it that are also watching content, you know, uh, like yours. So because of that, um, just focus on on a thing or a type of thing that you're criticizing and just go all in on that. That's the only thing I'd really think about. Um, another thing is if you do, if you are being a critic of some kind, if you're not doing like movies and you're doing things to where you might have some type of, uh, you know, issue legally, if you criticize something and then somebody comes after you there, um, then in that case, you know, just be mindful of that and talk to a lawyer, make sure you set everything upright in order to protect yourself there. Um, but, you know, besides that, yeah, I think uh, I think you should be good to go. Uh, next up on the list, we got Simon Hendricks. I hope I'm saying that name correctly on the Simon part. The goal of the channel is inspiration. The question is, uh, recommendations for finding video edited for podcasting, video editing for podcasting, and also, why are you using a Rode Wireless today with your podcast? So um, if you want to find a video editor, you can hop on Upwork. You can hop on um, onlinejobs.ph. You can hop on, There's you can find that stuff on Fiverr too because they have the professional area. Um, you can hop on ytjobs.com. Um, that's ran by Patty Galloway. Um, there's all, I mean, there's a bunch of, you know, really good video editing services out there. Um, so I would just kind of, you know, look through, you know, those and see, uh, you know, see what you can find, uh, see what you can find there. The reason I have this on here today is because I'm also streaming into the YouTube short shelf. Um, shout out to the people hanging out there. Um, but yeah, so I'm streaming into the YouTube short shelf. So I originally, when I first started the stream today, it was kind of messy because I came in, I did my regular, you know, intro thing that I do. And then um, after that, then I, you know, tried to go live into the short shelf from my computer, but it just, it wasn't coming through. So if I would have waited another three seconds, it might have, I don't know taken too long while I was live streaming. So I was like, all right, taking that one down, we're just gonna do it on the phone. And then I just went live um, on the phone here. But part of that setup to just ensure that I have good audio because audio is half of the video experience and you always hear me saying that. So because of that, um, I had to, you know, get my microphone stuff set up here and my other side of this, my receiver of the wireless go, um, it has a converter that just plugs directly into my phone. So it goes directly without anything in the middle from the roadcaster directly into the, into the phone. Um, so it's just a way for me to, you know, ensure that I get good audio going out. Yeah, so um, David says, um, how do you stream into the short shelf? Yeah, so all you have to do to stream into the short shelf is um, is you make it vertical, and then it just goes through that way. Um, keep in mind that uh, one of the things that seem to that seems to happen is I went live here, but then I scheduled or got ready the other one, and people started going into that other one while it was while they were coming into this one too. So it was kind of weird because both of them were kind of getting recommended um, at the same time. And then um, it kind of happened again when I went live with this. So like if you go to my channel page right now, you'll see both of these live streams um, that are there on the channel page. Uh, I'm sure you're gonna, yeah, I'm sure you'll, you'll definitely figure that out <laughs> in your particular case. But uh, so here, next up on our list here, we've got um, the Dusty Dutchman. That sounds like a, yeah, it sounds like something that like uh, you wouldn't want like your friend telling you about. Like, uh, you're like, hey man, uh, yeah, so how'd your weekend go? Man, it was fine, but uh, you know, we're doing the, the you know, it was all fine until we did the Dusty Dutchman. 
and then uh you know everything kind of went downhill from there it's kind of what that sounds like but uh let's see here so it says um all things cycling including uh build and review videos the uh and I just, i'm just kidding about the name i'm just making like a borderline kind of you know sort of joke there but anyway, says um, they do all cycling, um, including uh, build and review videos. The goal of the channel is to inform, entertain, and inspire cyclists and or outdoorsy people. The question is, is it true that likes and comments are no longer weighted as much and watch time is the most important KPI? Um, if so, do you recommend making longer videos or making compilation videos out of videos that I've already uploaded? So um, according to uh, people at YouTube, comments um, do not impact your uh, performance in YouTube system. So uh, comments are there. It's an easy thing to game. People can set up bots and things like that for comments. So I'm guessing that's why. Um, technically, they can do it for likes too. But here's another thing when it comes to likes is uh, likes um, are supposed to still matter. But when it comes to likes, um, likes, likes are weighted differently. So if you have a viewer, and this is really, really interesting. This is actually mentioned. I think it's either in the Google help pages or it's mentioned in um, the youtube.com slash uh, creators, one of the two. But basically, when it comes to the likes on your videos, let's say that you have one viewer. Um, we'll call them, you know, we'll, we'll just do this hand here. So this is one viewer. And let's say this viewer, every time a creator is like, hey, remember to like and subscribe, they hit the like button and they hit the subscribe button, right? Just because they're like, hey, I'm, yeah, I just want to support this creator. So every time they ask, I'm hitting the like button. Almost every video I watch or most of the videos I watch, I'm hitting the like button just because I know that, that, that YouTubers like it. They get some kind of benefit out of it. So I'm that type of viewer. Um, their likes, it's all accounted for. But if you have this other person and they hardly ever like a video at all, and then they see something that they really enjoy and they like that, then in that particular case, their like carries more weight because they're somebody that typically doesn't like videos. So when they do like something, it kind of means more versus the people that are just liking every video that they watch, right? So when it comes to uh, likes with YouTube, they matter and it, you know, it does impact things, um, but likes are treated differently. So it's not necessarily like all the likes that you get on your videos. So that's why, like when you're factoring it in, right? And you're looking at like, okay, what are all the things within YouTube that actually cause my video to do well? When you look at likes, um, it is a factor, but keep in mind, like you don't have any real way of gauging. Like, okay, are all of these people that like this video, are they all people that like videos all the time? Or do I have a nice amount of people in here that probably interacted with this that don't hardly ever like videos, but they happen to like mine, right? So there's, we don't have any real way of you know telling that. So you have to make sure that you are looking at that kind of thing a little bit loosely when it comes to, uh, when it comes to your videos. Um, also, in terms of, you know, um, in terms of watch time, making longer videos, just focus on keeping people watching longer. Like we, we talked about this thing specifically a little bit earlier, but the whole thing is just focusing on not necessarily making longer videos. I mean, you can, but, uh, but when it comes to the whole thing, it's like, okay, well, how can you just make people watch the videos that you're making longer? Or how can you, you know, just make that entire thing to where it's like, hey, they're watching these videos that I'm making longer, but sometimes I need to make a longer video in order to get this idea across or to share this thing that I'm showing or to show people how to build this thing or to, you know, explain this whole cycling thing or take them on this tour or whatever the thing is. In that particular case, you need to make the video longer. So you just go ahead and make the video longer. And then, you know, if you can keep people watching that for longer, then, you know, that's a win too. So it's more about with every piece of content that you're satisfying the viewer, giving them a good experience and hopefully getting as many people to complete whatever, however long the videos are, getting me many, as many people to complete them um, as you possibly can. And then 
trying to get them to watch more videos. So, you know, like that is super important as well. If you can get tons of people clicking on an end screen and going to watch more videos, that's definitely something that is a really good signal to YouTube. So Dark Bites is our next question. Um, they upload one time per week or more. They do horror content. The goal of the channel is to make a full-time gig by becoming the destination for lovers of horror books and films. The question is, my channel's over two years old and I'm not even halfway to becoming in the partner program. While some videos do triple digits, most don't and some simply flop. Um, Am I doing my channel and my audience a disservice by being too varied? I mostly do author interviews and also do some filmmaking interviews and movie reactions and reviews. Am I better off niching down, maybe creating a channel just for horror film stuff and keep one for the book and author stuff or do my skills just happen to suck? So it's not necessarily that, you know, that the skills, you know, suck per se. You know, everybody starts at this stuff, you know, with different, you know, levels of, of, of how we do things, right? That's why it's so important to make sure that you are consistently working on the skills, because when you are working on the skills around on the thing, then you can start kind of removing some of those things. So it's like, okay, well, I know how to do this. I know what good actually is. And I also, you know, know how to put everything together in a way that is, you know, good and all that. So because of that, I've kind of removed that from the equation. So now that I know that I can make things competitive now. Now it's just all comes down to me. I'm just not making good content decisions, right? Or I'm not putting in that extra effort to try to keep people watching, you know, for a longer period of time or to really, you know, really try to satisfy my viewers. I'm just kind of doing, you know, the bare minimum. Benji Travis in the house. What's up, dude? Says, hey, love the depth of insight and knowledge that you bring to space. I vlog every day and I still don't know everything about YouTube and your lives. Make it obvious. Appreciate you, bro. YouTube Benji. Thank you for swinging by, my dude. Hope that you're doing fantastic. So, uh, uh, yeah, but in that particular case, though, um, I would think about this, right? Like um, when it comes to, you know, you doing like author interviews and you're doing like reactions and reviews to certain movies, like, uh, you know, some of those people that are watching the movie reactions probably aren't going to care much about the, uh, you know, interviews. Some of them will. But, you know, you have to think kind of at scale with this and you have to just look and be like, OK, on my channel, what are people responding to the most? What are they responding to second? Um, would the people that are watching this, would they care about this? Um, if they're watching this author interview, are they just into listening to like podcast style stuff where it's a long conversation? Or are they also cool watching like a five or 10 minute review video? And you can all you can see this just in your data by itself in terms of how people are responding to everything that you're doing. But you can also look and you can, uh, or I mean, you can also use your community feed um, your, to, to uh, drop polls and to ask the people that will see that feed that are interacting with your content, ask them like, you know, what, what like if I could only make one type of content on my channel, what, what would you want it to be? Uh, uh, author reviews, filmmaking interviews, um, or movie reactions, right? And, and start to, you know, just kind of work back and forth with your audience there on what it is that they want from you and then see if that aligns with what it is that you actually want to do. Because there's nothing wrong with saying like, okay, if they're not responding to these interviews, but they're responding to this other stuff, then I can be a, you know, a review channel, reaction review channel. And then I can take my interviews and put them on another channel. And then I can just occasionally let people know about that channel in my videos, put it in my video description. I can put a link to it on my channel page. And then I can, you know, let the people that are the most interested in what it is that I'm doing. Um, I can use my main channel as kind of like a filter of sorts to send people over to, uh, you know, that other channel as well. Um, let's see here. So next up, number 41, cruising through these. So we got Suburban Acreage. Um, Suburban Acreage does DIY tutorials and tool reviews surrounding home ownership and lawn care. Um, the goal of the channel is to share information, build community, and make a little money. 
The question is, hey, Nick, I'm loving the additional streams that you've been getting into, and I'm wondering if there's a schedule that you'll be working off of. My notifications don't always work, and I was bummed to see that I missed your last monetization stream. So what they're talking about here is I do live streams occasionally where I pull up YouTube channels and I basically brainstorm with uh, you know the creator on ways that they can. It's a live stream, and I brainstorm with them on different ways that they can make money with what it is that they're doing based on the ways that creators make money from their content. We also look at like optimization and things like that, like, okay, how are they – like, you know, if they're trying to bring attention to their business, then, you know, if they somebody goes in their video description, like, where is that link that will send people to their business? Do they bury it? Or is it, you know, like one of the first links or the first link that people see, like little details like that. But uh, what I recommend that everyone does is if you want to be notified of the content that I publish, um, sign up. I have a, a, a link down in the description that will take you to my VIP email list. That particular list, um, in addition to just giving you like updates and stuff, it also sends out notifications when I publish content. So um, like for this live stream, for example, I hit you know the, the scheduling for it, and then it sent out the notification. That was probably maybe 30 minutes before, uh, before we went live. So uh, because of that, if you do want those notifications, make sure that you uh, make sure you have that all set up next up david take care my man thanks for uh swinging by appreciate it um donnie super nunn chat. thanks for the super chat says uh what are your thoughts on doing faceless videos i want to make travel and adventure videos as i explore the world without showing my face any suggestions pov videos so if you're doing travel content so um some this doesn't work for everybody because it appears to be low effort content but it's not I mean, it can be, but if you do it right, it's not really. So um, there are people that do things to where they will go and they'll just walk around places. And with that, basically what they'll do is they'll have like a nice camera and it'll be on a gimbal so that they make sure that it's high quality. They have like stereo microphones on them and things like this so that you can hear the entire environment. And they'll just walk and they don't even say anything. They just walk, but then they optimize the video around a tour of that place. Um, there's people that do the same exact thing, but they do talk to where they add personality to it through their voice. So basically they will have their camera on a tripod or not a tripod, but like a gimbal. And then they're walking around with that and they're showing people, you know, these areas and all that, but they're, they're talking about it like, oh, wow, look at this over here. Wow. This store, you know, this store looks pretty cool. Never seen anything like this before. And they do that kind of thing. So um, you can definitely do those sorts of things um, uh, when it comes to, you know, your travels that'll help you document things. Um, plus it also makes for, you know, good content for people that can't travel or people that really want to check out the area. For example, there's people that make content like that in Bangkok. Um, I'm up in Chiang Mai in Thailand, but there's people that, that make content like that in Bangkok. There's some that do it in Chiang Mai too, but I had a friend of mine, um, that moved here and before he moved, cause he had never been here before, but he was like, I'm leaving America like right now. And, uh, and so he just packed up everything. I mean, he planned this out over the course of like a year, but, um, but since he had never been here before, he heard me talk about how amazing it is. He's heard other people talk about how amazing it is. So he hopped on YouTube and he was watching some of those, you know, videos of people just walking through and he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, I would watch like, you know, two hour videos of somebody just like walking around the city just so he could get like insights on what it is that he was in for, you know, when he got here. So, you know, all kinds of things like that, you know, are things you can do. Another thing is, um, my video editor, Vigard, one of the things that he did, because he travels a lot, 
is he started a channel where he shows, uh, and it's it, it, it doesn't show his face. He's not saying anything. All it is is he goes to uh, all these different restaurants and all these like street food places and things like that when he travels, and he will just make you know longer recordings there, and everything's stable and you know it's good framing and all that stuff. It's not like hey, let's just put it over this person's head and and do that. Like it's all thought out stuff. But um, he's also you know had some you know decent views on those videos and that sort of thing too. Um, so I would definitely you know consider you know that type of thing. Mike also uh, Mike also Mike e-bikes and pugs. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. So when you get the chance go to nimmonvip.com if you're interested in joining the Facebook group. Um, if not, then uh, you if you have a Discord account, um, if your YouTube channel is connected there, then um, if you go into our uh, Discord group, our Niminati group, which is free to everybody, everybody here can go into it, um, but the members, they get a special area over there where you can ask very specific questions, and it's all like threaded, so it's like, here's the thing, and then you'll have people come in and give you suggestions, I'll hop in there and give you suggestions, um, uh, you can ask questions, you know, all that, all that type of stuff in there. Zero says, 10, 10, gobby wobbies, yep. Totally. <laughs> Hit the sub button. Hit the like button. If you're having fun, comment, type something. If you're laying back, leaning and engage. Just take a second to smash the whole page. Yeah, I do. Oh, it's out. Okay. Yep. It's already done. Sorry. I was having a conversation, side conversation with the, uh, with, with everybody hanging out in the, uh, short shelf. <laughs> All right. So, uh, next question we got from stronger minds nation. Um, they've been on YouTube for less than a year. The, uh, type of channels improving and boosting mental health. The goal of the channel is helping people boost their overall mental health and just believing and loving themselves. That's cool. Love it. Um, the question is, is it okay to use the same description and or title when making shorts, um, out of a long form video. Yes, uh, you can use the same descriptions, but uh, one thing that you do uh, that can be um, advantageous is changing up the core information up there at the top. So, you know, it's common for people to have like, you know, similar links and things like that down in the description. But the first paragraph YouTube recommends in terms of just best practices in general, um, they recommend that you do fill out like a full paragraph or two. And then uh, by doing that, it, uh, you know, just kind of gives the viewer some context into what it is that's going to, you know, be going on in the video and whatnot. So next up on our list, number 43, we've got uh, Gregory Sesma. Gregory Sesma does speed drawing and animation content. The goal of the channel is to make a revenue stream and have people enjoy my videos. And the question is, how do I grow my channel faster? I post three to five times a week, both long and short form. I'm getting decent sub growth, but I have semi unrealistic goals for monetization. Any help would be appreciated. So here's what you wanna do. You are publishing three to five times a week. That's awesome, but make sure that you are paying attention to how people respond to what it is that you're doing. The reason that this is important is because when you are publishing videos to YouTube, um, just publishing a lot doesn't do much for you unless people are responding well to the content. If people are responding well to the content, then in that case, absolutely, you know, if you publish more then you know, as long as the audience can, you know, absorb that much content, then in that particular case, you're fine. But one thing that happens a lot when people are getting started is they'll be super aggressive um, with what it is that they're doing, like you are, where you're uploading like three to five times a week because you're like, hey, I'm, I'm in it, I'm going for it. And that's awesome. I love that, you know, attitude. However, 
when it comes to posting three to five times a week, there's a substantial amount of work that goes into posting a video, right? I've been doing this for over nine years. Like I, I, I know. <laughs> so when it comes to, you know, putting a video together, it's a lot of work. So because you're doing all of that work, plus you probably have either school or work and you might even have like a social life, maybe family, you know, that kind of stuff. So because of that, you probably have a limited amount of time that you have to make content and you're still publishing three to five times per week. So one thing that I recommend that you do is I recommend that you actually go and you look to see how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So with every video that you publish, YouTube gives us an audience retention report. Um, doesn't matter if you get, you know, 10 views or if you get, you know, 10 million views, you still get an audience retention report. So if you are getting people involved in your content, you're getting some views on your videos, then which you are, because you said you're getting decent sub growth, then go in and start looking for things that you're doing when you're putting your videos together that are causing people to leave, things that are causing people to stay. So the reason this is important, especially with your type of content, because you're doing like animation drawing stuff, speed drawing, is you might find that you know, when you're doing speed drawing videos that there's just a tolerance for people watching a super fast video. And you might find that after like a minute and a half or 30 seconds, people just burn out with just that super fast thing going on. So you might find that they don't. But if they do and you notice that, then you can say, okay, now that I've noticed that people are leaving here after I've gotten this far, now let me instead, let me slow it down for a second. Like you know, at that 30 second mark, let me just slow it down. And, you know, just slow it down or maybe switch cameras or something like that to kind of interrupt the pattern that they're watching. And by doing that and understanding how people are responding to your content, it will help you make videos that are better for the people that are interacting with them, which will cause them to watch them for longer, which then will prove to YouTube that they're likely to be satisfied with that content, which will then cause their system to show your content to more people because people are responding to your videos better, right? So because of that, I would just go in and make sure that you're paying super close attention to how much people are, or how well people are responding to your content and that you're using the data that YouTube gives you. And again, it doesn't matter how many views you're getting, you just wanna make sure that you are going in and paying attention so that as your views increase, I mean, you're getting views because you said you have decent sub growth. So you have the information to let you know like, okay, if people are burning out in these particular parts and I need to change something. So it's either slowing it down, um, maybe it's, uh, you know, stopping to explain something, maybe it is, uh, you know, just changing the camera angle, that's all it is. So instead of it coming from a top view of you doing the thing, maybe it changes to a side view, right? And doing those types of things and, 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 and recognizing it um, so that you can, you know, make those changes is super important. Brian Clark. Welcome to the work. Oh, I turned it down. There we go. Welcome I I to the, the Nimanati. So when you get the chance, go to nimanvip.com. Um, it's going to redirect you to our members-only Facebook group if that's something that you're interested in. If you can do that before the stream is over, I'll let you in when the stream's done. Um, in addition to that, we have a community Discord. Um, the link might be in the description. I'm not 100% sure. Um, if it's not, um, then uh, you should be able to find that, I think, in the description of the last stream that we did. But I think I've got a link to it in the Facebook group, too. Um, but anyway, if you're connected there, um, then there's a special area for members in there, too. All right. So uh, let's hear. So next up on the list, um, JSV Gaming says, how do you get foreign views from the USA? 
So um, for that, you have to make content for a U.S. audience or a Western audience, an English-speaking audience. That means that you know, you're know you clear in your communication so that English speakers can understand what it is that you're doing. You're optimizing everything in English. Um, you're not mixing in you know, another language or anything like that, that everything is focused on uh, you know, English content. And the reason that's important to make sure that you are clear in your communication, your accent doesn't have to be perfect, it just needs to be clear. And the reason that that's important is because there's a gazillion channels on YouTube doing you know similar things than you're doing probably. And because of that, um, if somebody has the option, then they're probably gonna watch something that makes the most sense to them in terms of something that they can understand. So because of that, it's just important to make sure that you are clear in your communication. And then from there, that's all you need to do. You don't have to do anything special. All you have to do is just target that audience and with the language that they speak. And then if they respond well to it, then you'll then you'll be able to penetrate that audience. If they don't, then you have to keep working on the content until, until you do. Insane McLean, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing great. Same Welcome with you. I think you've already been Illuminati. in there. Um, but just in case, nimminvip.com, just go there. It's going to redirect you to the members-only Facebook group. Um, and we also have that area in Discord as well. Yeah, I thought you were too. <laughs> yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Okay, so next up, we've got uh, Gigi's Way. Gigi's Way does shopping and home decor content. The goal of the channel is to showcase home decor trends. The question is, I've been on YouTube for one year and two months, 800 subs, 7,300 hours of watch time. All my hours have been taken away. I thought I would only use a year's worth of hours, not all any advice. So the thing that would cause them all to get taken away is that um, either you unlisted the videos or private the videos or something like that, that can cause it to go away. Um, in addition to that, you have you do have a 365 day period. So basically all of the watch time that you got 366 days ago, that fell off today. Um, and because of that, you have to be able to maintain that 4,000 hours of watch time. So if, as long as you do that, then you'll be fine. Next up on our list here, Number 45, we are just cruising through these. So we got Two City Girls Off Grid is the next channel here. Um, they do off-grid living and renovating and growing. The goal of the channel is ultimately to gain income and be able to do more content. The question is, we're planning on posting full-length videos once a month in short form between longer format videos. This means that our audience might see what we recorded in the beginning of summer, but the time um, it's late autumn. Might this be bad for our growth? We're not focusing on educational content, at least in our first year. So um, if you are publishing content about like your process, then in that case, it's fine. Like if it doesn't match. One thing to think about is the climate isn't the same everywhere all the time. So, you know, for example, like where my mom's at, it's like snowing right now. Where I am, it's like, it's hot, right? Um, where my mom is, it's snowing right now, but over in like, you know, California, like Southern California, all that, it feels really nice out, right? Um, over, you know, down in like Florida, it's probably humid right now, I'm not for sure. Um, but you know, like it, it's different everywhere. So because of that, um, the time that you publish the video isn't, you know, uh, or where, what season it is when you publish the video isn't super important um, in terms of the, within the content of the video. However, um, it's also important to make sure that you are keeping in mind that when you publish those videos, like they're going to be on YouTube for as long as you are. So because of that, um, you know, people are still going to continue to watch those videos for years and years to come. So uh, when you publish them in terms of what's happening in the video, if it's winter or summer or whatever, that particular part isn't like a huge, you know, a huge, uh, a, a huge deal. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Next on our list, we have Doodles ASMR. Sorry, Doodles ASMR. 
Uh, they are creating ASMR to help people relax, tingle, and sleep with a sprinkle of entertainment. The question is, I'd like to know when you monetize your channel and eventually go full-time, do you need to take out some type of content creator insurance, public liability, et cetera, or not? Um, if you have a business, you can do that. Like, so for example, if you are you know, teaching people how to do things that might be risky, like let's say you're doing DIY stuff or something like that. If you wanted to, you know, you can take out insurance. Um, most people do not. Um, but if you wanted to, yeah, you could you could take out some type of insurance, you know, for the business that you have around your YouTube channel. But it's not like a requirement or anything like that. Um, what I recommend that you do is I recommend that you do talk to a lawyer with your ASMR content. I'm going to say that, you know, you don't have to worry about it, but I'm, you know, not a lawyer. So because of that, I recommend that you just have a conversation with a lawyer, see what they have to say about it, and then, uh, and then move forward from there. But most people don't go to that length. Uh, let's see here. Snappy Plays. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do Roblox content. The goal of the channel is I'm uploading videos because I have a passion for creating content and getting feedback on it. Question is, how can I improve the layout of my channel? Interesting. So when it comes to the, uh, <laughs> Ernie, love it, dude. Thank you. So when it comes to the uh, layout of your YouTube channel, the way to make your layout of your YouTube channel better or the best is this. First, make sure that um, YouTube gives us an about me blurb um, that basically shows up. You can see it on a mobile device. You can see it on desktops and everything. When somebody lands on your channel page, make sure that you have somewhere, if it's in your channel art, if it's in that little blurb, make sure that you have viewer-focused information. Some people will put like on that particular thing, they'll be like, hey, subscribe and like whatever. Instead, if you just want to give yourself the advantage, instead, make sure that you put uh, the value that you're providing to people. So it's called a value statement, right? To where basically you take all the content that you are putting out and you condense it down to this is what I offer, right? And you try to make it a short and easy to understand statement. Then you take that and then you put that statement um, in your you know, channel page in that about me section at the very top. When you do this, it's gonna give you the advantage of clarity when people land on your channel page because a viewer, you know what your channel's about, but a, a new viewer who's never interacted with your content before, if they love one of your videos, they click on your channel name, they go to your YouTube channel, then in that particular case, you wanna make sure that once they land there, they understand, was this a one-off video on this topic? Do I have a whole channel about this? And when you add that clarity, then the people that are into that type of content, they'll immediately recognize that, hey, they make more of this. And then that will encourage them to further explore or subscribe or whatever. Um, next. Oh, and with that, when people share your channel, not a video, but when they share your channel out, um, if you put that value prop or that value statement first, then another thing that's going to happen is that is also going to be in a blurb that shows up on Twitter, shows up on Facebook, et cetera. So because of that, it helps you there too. Um, in addition to that, um, on your channel page itself, you want to organize your content into what's called sections, but those sections are simply, uh, well, they're not all playlists, but one thing that you do is you build playlists around the the categories of content on your channel or the content pillars that you have, and then you organize those onto your channel page. But first, um, at the very top, you want to have your for you section for now. Um, not 100% sure on like the long term of that, but for now, you want to have the for you section up there. You want to make sure that that for you section features the content on your YouTube channel that makes the most sense. So in my case, I do not put live streams in there. I do not put shorts in there. I only put video content there because that's the thing where people get the most value from me. So I want to make sure that a new viewer, when they land on my channel page, that they see the content that adds the most value to them so they can see my channel as a resource for what it is that they're trying to learn. So that's that's there. Next, 
you're going to want to make sure that you put your most recent uploads. And the reason that you want to put your most recent uploads is because it's really important. Like when people are interacting with your channel, like if they watch a video, right? Let's say you have 10 videos in your channel. You have a bunch of people watching all those 10 videos. And then some of those people will click on your channel name and go to your channel page. Well, if you've published some videos, let's say you let's say this is happening on like videos eight, nine, and 10. Um, but but they haven't seen video like, or let's say it's happened on video number one, two, and three, but they haven't seen video eight, nine, and 10 yet. When they land on your channel page, they see that recent content. If it's something relevant to them, they go in there and they enjoy it. That's one more, per, well, more that's one more person on your new video that is, is teaching YouTube who the right fit is for that video for them to recommend it to. So because of that, because everybody counts, right, when they're interacting with it. So because of that, driving people into your recent content is advantageous there, and it just helps drive people into those new videos, right? In addition to that, um, as you start scrolling down the page, what you want to do is you want to go into your YouTube analytics and you will look at the content that is bringing the most people into your YouTube channel for that period of time. And then you want to take those categories of content and you want to make sure that you are prioritizing those based on the con based on what it is that uh, that people are coming to your channel for most. And the reason that's important is because if people are coming into your YouTube channel a bunch for, what are you doing here, Roblox content. Let's say you're doing like a Roblox tips and tricks series, and that's one of the things that are bringing in a lot of people. Then in that case, you wanna make sure that you have that featured right underneath your most recent videos. And the reason for that is because if people are hitting your channel page to see what else you have, they're gonna see that for you, they're gonna see your recent content. If you don't catch them there, then hopefully you'll be able to pull them back in on, the, on more content that brought them into your channel in the first place, right? And then you do that all the way down. Of course, there's other things that you can do like at an advanced level to where like if you're doing YouTube for money and that's like the thing that you're focused on um, or you have offers or you're doing it for a business or you're a marketer and you're doing it to bring attention to your stuff that way. You can also organize your channel page to where it actually brings attention to those things by just prioritizing that content. And if you're doing really advanced stuff, then you are tracking like, you know, outgoing links and you're checking the conversions on those outgoing links. And then you can start to prioritize content that's actually high converting for your, you know, product or service or whatever it is that you're trying to bring attention to there too. So you can do all kinds of things like that too. But for, for now, just focused on prioritizing the categories, unless you're, you know, doing it for business, prioritize the categories of content um, that are, you know, currently bringing in the most, uh, viewers to the channel. Uh, Wayne Powell, what's going on? Welcome to stream. Hope that you are doing great. Um, it's dialer says, um, do live watch hours count? Absolutely. They do. As long as you leave the live stream public after it's finished, if you, uh, unlist it or you make it private, then, um, live stream watch hours will be, will, will not count at that time. Um, but if you leave that live stream live, then yes, it counts. Next up, we got Matt Foodie. Matt Foodie um, does football content. The goal of the channel is to talk about football. The question is, for a while, I've been uploading videos about football video games. Recently, I decided to switch niches and talk about the actual football sport. I've experimented with three or four videos now, but they've been fairly unsuccessful. Should I keep going or starting an entirely new channel and talking about football? Um, I'm going to look at your channel real quick because I'm not sure how many videos you actually have. Um, I know you've been on YouTube for a year or more, so I'm going to guess you probably have a decent amount. Um, Let's just see what you got here real quick. No, you don't have too many videos. Yeah, I think you're fine to just pivot it now. Like if it was mine, what I would do is if I'm not gonna if I'm not gonna be making the game videos anymore, I would just unlist those because like you don't want those people coming in anyway. Like it's gonna remove you from their watch history, but if they're not responding to the new stuff anyway, then it doesn't matter. So if it was me, if this was my channel, 
Um, of course, I would need like I would go in and look at the analytics, make sure that you know that this is the right move. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm going to change the channel into a new direction, then in that particular case, I would remove anything that isn't relevant to that new direction and then just go all in on that new direction. That's what I would do. Or you can start a new channel. Or you can keep that stuff up there, the game stuff. But the thing that you're going to run into there, the, the complication that that creates is let's say, you know, you, you're walking down this path of making football content. And while you're doing that, let's say some of those gaming videos just take off and they start driving even more people to the channel, right? That's like a good thing because it's bringing more people to the channel, but it's a bad thing because they don't care about that new content that you're putting out, right? So, uh, so I would just consider those things. Next up. Next. We've got, uh, I think we've got a thing for that, actually. Next question. I do. So Hammy and Sammy uh, says they upload every other day. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. The goal of the channel is, um, I didn't think I'd be an educator for a game, but people are very thankful for it. But my initial goal was to just make feel-good shirts and stories. The question is, should I make videos that get lots of views but not much sub return, though it did pull in views for my older videos, which did in turn get subs, um, or make videos that have way less views but have way more sub return? It works both... Uh, it works, but growth is way slower, but these slower vids are working together to get the subs. Without it, popular vids won't give me much return. Just not sure what to prioritize. I want quality content always, but I want to pick up the pace. Okay, so you need views in order for everything else to happen. So prioritize the views, right? And then while you're prioritizing the views, start trying to figure out ways to ask people to subscribe or to add a graphic to you know the content to ask people to subscribe or those types of things um, to try to just increase the rate that people are subscribing to what it is that you're already doing. Um, uh, that's what I would. That's what I would recommend that you do um, because. If you're getting more views, then the you have more potential there, right? If you're focusing on like, hey, let me just make content that drives my subscribers, but it typically gets a lot less views, then in that case, you're limiting yourself in a lot of different ways. So you're limiting yourself, especially once you're monetized, if you're not already, you're limiting yourself to uh, uh, to you know for the reach of those videos, and you're you're you know cutting into your own pocket essentially for the case or for the sake of subscribers. You are noticing that you know some of that other content is converting people over, um, but I would still like I would first get clear on what it is that you actually you know want, and then from there, once you're clear on what it is that you want, um, it's probably going to be the views is always going to be the things that prioritize. And when you do that, an advantage is that you know when you prioritize the views, it makes everything else possible. So if you get good at getting views, then you can figure out the other stuff, right? You can try to figure out like, well, hey, if I ask people here, right, jump in and say this, or if I have a graphic pop up or a cartoon pop up or whatever the thing is, then um, you know maybe I have it say this and see if they respond well to that or have it say this, or maybe I you know have this like meme funny thing pop up or whatever. And you start experimenting with those types of things to figure out how to convert people. But the hard part is getting the views, right? So if you can get good at that, then that gives you tons of ground for experimentation where you can, uh, where you can, you know, leverage those views to learn how to get people to do the other stuff. Cricket Pro Analysis, they have a sports channel. The goal of the channel is to connect people to the sport of cricket. Um, share their views, take thoughts, and also do live streams and broadcasts of the game. Question is, my live stream um, on my first tries has taken off way better than I ever expected. Awesome. I love hearing that. 
says, and now my video postings isn't on that same level to match the live stream quality. What steps can I take to improve my videos on YouTube? So the people that are interacting with your content might enjoy that live aspect of things. Um, some people have live only channels to where all they do is live streams. But if you want to do everything, then start, you know, putting some thought into like, why do I think people are enjoying my lives more than they're enjoying my video content? Is it me? Is it because I'm, you know, more loose there in that particular case, maybe doing your videos in that way to where maybe your videos aren't tightly edited. Maybe they feel more like a live stream, right? Or maybe you make your videos live if you have the ability to do that to where, you know, you use something like StreamYard where you can record directly on the back end without actually going live. And then you just do the whole thing like you're live, drop it in your editing software, just do a little bit of light cleanup to cut out, you know, like the, any space you have at the beginning or anything you don't like about it. And then, um, and then put that up and see if people enjoy that. Right. So if people are responding really well to what it is that you're doing on live, I would try to think of how to do that, you know, on the crossover for the, uh, for the vertical content. If you're enjoying the stream, by the way, make sure you, uh, if you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. I don't think you guys can hear that, so make sure you give this a thumbs up. So uh, let's hear. So Her Heel Review is our next question. Um, they do TV and film review content. The goal of the channel is to grow and get monetized. The question is, should I remove older, not well-made videos from my channel or unlist them? So not well-made is different than people that are enjoying the content or not. So if YouTube is still giving it impressions and, you know, you think you can, you know, do some things to it um, in terms of, you know, maybe changing the thumbnail to make it a little bit more clear, maybe change the title to make it a little bit more compelling, but it would still, you know, the video would still match whatever it is that you did with the title. You're not trying to clickbait people. Um, then in that particular case, you know, doing those updates might be the move. If the content is not relevant to the audience that you're reaching, then in that case, that's where you might consider, you know, unlisting some content. But keep in mind when you do, um, you're going to re remove any public watch hours. You're going to remove any public views. Um, you're also going to remove yourself from the watch history of the people that have only watched those videos next 52 we are cruising through these vibrant directs uh vibrant dre x says that they upload one time per week or more been on youtube for less than a month the uh type of channel is a gaming channel the goal of the channel is to hit over 100 million subscribers and the question is can you please help my channel get 500 subscribers now i will not that's just not something that we do here. Like, um, and let me explain why. And because this is important to know as a, as a content creator too. So if I were to say, you know, for everybody here, if I was to try to get people to, you know, go over and subscribe to your channel and try to get you, you know, more subscribers in your YouTube channel, the problem with that is that if the people that are going over there and subscribing are not interested in the content, that can actually work against you. So there's, I've actually seen this firsthand with somebody that I've worked with, but I've also seen this happen to people just like in the public to where I think it was like Mr. Beast, he like shouted out some channel um, and, and it just decimated that channel for a period of time because people went over and they subscribed because Mr. Beast said so, but they didn't really, they weren't really like, you know, there for the content. So because of that, that person published videos and they just had a really hard time digging out of that. Um, that's happened to people that have gotten shout outs from people like Casey Neistat, for example, to where basically send them over there and same exact thing. They went because he told them to, but then, you know, they had a really hard time getting those people to respond to their content because it just wasn't in alignment with what they cared about. Um, so, you know, because of that, it's more important to just grow your audience organically through using YouTube by making good content that people respond to naturally. That's the best way to do it because when you get shout outs, unless 
it's just a perfect fit. Like, you know, like for example, you know, like you'll hear me say, like when Brian G. Johnson comes in here, for example, I'll tell people, hey, go subscribe to his YouTube channel. And the reason for that is because he makes content like I do. And YouTube content creators, um, all of us, you know, we, we respond differently and we understand people differently because people, you know, explain things in different ways. So my whole goal here is to help, you know, content creators better understand the platform so they can thrive and they can hopefully have an experience like I've had. So if that means that they end up not watching my content or watching my content less, or they watch my content along with Brian, then that's perfectly fine with me. Because if he explains things in a way that resonates with you, then that's fine. Mission accomplished, right? Same thing happens for like anybody that comes in here that makes content targeting content creators. Um, if, you know, they make good content and, uh, you know, I think they would, you know, be of value to the community here, then I'll, I'll mention it. But, uh, uh, but if it's, you know, a, something to where it's not that, then in that particular case, I can actually do more harm than good by, you know, by, by recommending your channel. Next up on our list, um, we've got uh, Da Diva, Just Me. Um, they upload one time per week or more. The type of channel is live stream reviews, mukbangs, travel vlogs, lies, vlogs, and blogs. The question is to get big enough to give up my day job, or the, the goal, to get big enough to give up my day job. I had two viral videos and got monetization last year. Congratulations. Um, the question, how do I change my background like the beach or office? I was told I need a green screen, but I don't understand. So um, I have a video about AI tools. I think I published it about five months ago. Um, the, the thumbnail has like my face where half of it is like a animated thing and then the other half is me. Go watch that video. There's a tool in there. Uh, you can actually do this, I'll, I'll just tell you. So uh, you could do this using Runway ML, which is a uh, AI tool. And basically with Runway ML, you upload the video and then you select and you say like, this is what I wanna keep. And then it removes everything else. Um, the results are like pretty good, but they're not perfect. Um, I think you can also do this in CapCut. Um, as part of their thing where you can go and you can remove the backgrounds there. Um, again, you just, you know, select the person and then it removes them there. Um, and then you can also do this, I believe Final Cut has this now. Uh, there's plugins for for Premiere, but it's not um, uh, as part of the tool yet. Um, you can also do this in Camtasia now with the most recent version of Camtasia. They also have it where you can just click a button to remove the background. And then it focuses in on the subject and then it, it removes the background from there. So a lot of different options for you to be able to do that without a green screen. But the difference is when you use a green, you can also rotoscope, like if you're in like After Effects and stuff like that, it's more advanced, but you can do it there. But if you are, um, if you are uh, using a green screen, though, in some cases, you might get a better result, possibly. Some cases you will, in other cases you will. But if everything is lit well and all that stuff, using a green screen is also a way that you can do that with a lot less you know, work in some cases. Um, Brandon's recovery, final cut is Mac only. And Ernie Shark Scrapper says that uh, that tool on Camtasia is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next up on our list here, we've got Derek J Reacts. They do daily content on YouTube for less than a month. The type of channel, they have a reaction channel where they react to police body cam videos of people being arrested. Uh, the goal of the channel is to point out the mistakes of others so people know how to handle themselves if they're ever in the same situation. And the question is, I upload a video a day. Do you think it's too much or should I scale it back? No, for that type of content, if you can do that, as long as people are responding to it, you're fine. 
if you find that you're constantly in the grind of making content that you don't have enough time to dig into your analytics and really study and understand what people are responding to on your channel and within the videos that you're making, then in that case, I would scale it back a little bit so you can reserve a lo- like one day of week to go in and start analyzing you know, your content and, and make adjustments based on how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. But if you are already getting some type of good response, then in that case, yeah, you, you can upload a video a day and that's perfectly fine. There are no rules in terms of if, you know, like it's fine to upload every day if you can handle that. It's fine to upload once a month if you can handle that as long as the content is good enough to get you the results that you need for, you know, publishing once a month. So Clay is our next uh, question. They have a gaming channel, Call of Duty. The Gold Channels personally love gaming and would love to grow a brand around that. The question is, um, which is better, streaming on YouTube or Twitch? Is it still worth starting a gaming channel? YouTube, hands down. So Twitch is fine if you can send traffic to Twitch um, or if you just want to stream forever, then you know Twitch is fine. But if you want actual discovery and you want people to be able to just stumble across your streams really easily and you want to be able to optimize your streams and have your streams show up on you know, YouTube's homepage and suggested videos and in search in some cases, if you optimize well for that. Um, and right now I'm streaming also into the, uh, into the, uh, shorts, shorts shelf as well. So like, there's probably been plenty of people through the short shelf that has never even seen my content before. And now I'm in front of them there. So, uh, when it comes to live streaming, um, I would not like Twitch wouldn't even like, I would repurpose the Twitch so like, for example, I'm using StreamYard right now. That allows me to multicast. So sometimes I will cast over to Twitch also. But uh, I would only use that as like, a, hey, I'm also over there. Um, but I would not, I would not, like me personally, I would make that a priority. I would be on YouTube Live and I would be on Vertical Live um, everywhere that allows it if you're trying to get attention through live streams. Because um, TikTok Live is great. YouTube Live into the short shelf um, is apparently great because this is, you know, kept up with, you know, what we're doing here on the, on the horizontal side. Um, and Instagram live, uh, is also, is also fantastic vertical. Yeah. Rebecca, uh, Rebecca Chan says that's how I got here. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the cool thing about shorts, you know, like some people, you know, don't publish as much shorts. Like I'm kind of the same. I'm working on a series right now, so I'll be publishing them soon. But when it comes to, uh, you know, shorts, a lot of people, overlook the power of shorts when it comes to growing your channel, get in front of just more people. Because, you know, when it comes to YouTube, uh, you know, when, when you are just getting started and you're learning how to get people to click on your stuff and you're trying to figure out what a good thumbnail is and you're trying to figure out how to grab people's attention and things like that, presenting your content and your ideas from the outside that by itself is a, is a real skill. Like it's not easy. And to be able to grab somebody's attention that is not, that, that logged onto YouTube or is just sitting there on YouTube just scrolling through their feed to be able to grab somebody's attention that might not even have been thinking about watching your type of content and then pull them into your video. Like that's, that's you know, that, that's, you know, it, 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 it's, it's tough. But when it comes to the vertical content, the win is that you publish a piece of content and it just shows up to people. So they just swipe, bam, there you are. Hey, what's going on, right? So that's that's huge. Um, and, uh, if I was, a, if I was starting a YouTube channel right now, I would be publishing shorts like crazy. I'd be doing long form too. Um, but I'd be doing shorts like crazy, um, just for the sake of, you know, just getting in front, right. Get in front of people. Um, real life with Allie. 
um, is our next question. Thanks, Doug. A real life with Allie is our next question. They do decluttering and organizing content. The goal of the channel is to help motivate others to simplify their homes. Question is, do you think a video series that does a deep dive into analytics? Um, if not, will you please make it? Thank you so much. I do not have that series on a deep dive into analytics, but if you're familiar with Roberto Blake, um, if you search for him on YouTube, he has a five-hour live stream that he did on a deep dive in analytics. Um, I recommend that you check that out. Just jam-packed with information. By the time you're done with it, you'll know a ton. Um, in addition to that, it's important to know that YouTube also has free educational resources. So if you go to youtube.com slash creators, then um, that's going to take you to an educational area of YouTube. And it's going to teach you just best practices and things like that. I think they still have some analytics um, information in there as well in terms of just some base stuff. Um, but also when you're actually looking at your YouTube analytics, there's these little uh, icons all over the place. It's just like a circle with like a question mark on it or an eye. Uh, when you hover over those, they give you information about that particular thing. So you can also learn a lot going through that. Um, you can also hop into YouTube's uh, uh, or the, the YouTube section of Google help pages um, and just look into analytics information there as well. They've also got a ton of you know really good information there. And on that note, for the shorts viewers, I'm going to keep this going for a little bit. But for the people that are here watching on the 9x16, um, I want to thank you for hanging out in the stream. i got to stop this now because I dropped these into Opus Clip, which is the thing that I use to make shorts for another channel with this content. So there's currently a three-hour limit that's going to be lifted soon, but right now it's still there. Um, but... Uh, thank you for hanging out in the live stream today. I hope that you got some type of you know information out of this. I'm going to continue answering some questions, um, just answering them directly out of chat here over on the short shelf. So if you're interested in that, then definitely head over there. But also, as soon as I end this stream, it's going to default you into the live stream that my brother is doing where they're actually doing channel reviews. So over there, if, you, if you're wanting feedback on your YouTube channel, because that's not something that I do here, if you want feedback, then in that particular case, I really recommend that you do check out their stream, which again, as soon as I hit the end stream, it's just going to automatically put you over there. But I really recommend that you check that out um, because you'll learn a ton. And if they don't pull up your channel, at least just seeing the, the things that they recommend that other people do and then looking at your channel and being like, oh, does that apply to me? Am I doing that, right? You'll learn a ton over there. It'll give you a lot of insight into, into what it is that you're, that you're doing on your channel. So again, thank you so much for hanging out. I've got a bunch of stuff down in the video description as well um, that, you know, that will help you out as a content creator. I've also got you know, TubeBuddy links down there, StreamYard links, and links to all of the other channel sponsors and other tools that I work with and recommend as as well down there so make sure that you check out that down in the video description besides that have an amazing rest of your weekend and if you're a new content creator remember that this is a journey right it's a learning curve just like if you start anything else new you have to go through a process of learning you know how to do that new thing youtube is the same exact way so i know it can be frustrating i know it can be discouraging to spend hours or days or weeks on a video and you publish that video and it doesn't get any traction on it i know that can be tough and frustrating and discouraging but i encourage you to lean into the learning curve just identify hey this is where i'm at in the process i know that every video i publish right now probably isn't going to do amazing. But what I am going to do is every video that I publish, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to try to get better for my next video that I do. If you keep doing that and you keep working on it and you just pay attention and you create with intention, then then you're going to do okay. But you got to you got to make sure that you're, you know, being easy on yourself um, because it is a learning curve that, you know, that you're going through. So again, thank you so much for hanging out. Everybody have a great rest of your weekend and um, I will see you next time.